morning, campers. And good morning to um, the the uh, passengers of flight. What is the what's the flight number on Con Air? <laughs> I don't remember what it is. Uh, uh, we got Con Air on, but we're certainly showing no loyalty to this movie and uh, the writer that we know who who beautifully wrote it. Uh, ooh, oh, uh, ooh, ooh, uh, highway to hell. hell with Chad Lowe. Is that Chad Lowe? Sure, look like him. Highway to hell. Welcome back, Nick. Hey, hey everybody. <laughs> Um, Nunzio that is Chad Lowe. I, I thought when I you I when I saw the picture, it looked like Brad Pitt. It's definitely not. No, it's it's good old uh, Chadley Lowe. <clears throat> so Chad Lowe, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> sh- uh, shout out. He um, shout out Chad. Although it's uh, no, you definitely want Rob Lowe's life than Chad Lowe. But like, how low do you think? Because like, it got low for Rob Lowe. Because he got into drugs, he yeah. Had a bed. But and he got and he was videotaped screwing those fourteen, fifteen year old girls. Oh, was at, he really? Yeah, at the uh, the outsiders the, premiere. <laughs> no, it, it's some. I want to say it was the Republican convention or Democratic convention. Oh, really? He was like the first celeb sex tape. I think he pre, uh. he was before. Um, before before, uh, before Paul, Pamela Anderson and uh, Tommy, Tommy Lee. Lee. So he, okay, so uh, in the eighties or nineties? I want to say late eighties. Got it. All right, so we just let that one go. <laughs> right? Yeah, we totally know he survived uh, unscathed. Right? I feel like it was right around the time where he was trying to make that weird transit. He made that really weird movie that was in the Hamptons. I think it was called Masquerade. I don't think I know that. It was like Rob Lowe. Um, Meg Tilly, I think Ooh. he's like the hot. You know, this is like one, this is when there's a, there's a couple weird movies. U Turn is another one where like you have like a hot guy. Sean Penn played a tennis pro in U Turn. I don't remember what Rob Lowe did in Masquerade. I think he was a really good sailor. Masquerade. I think he might have been like a he might have been like an expert yachting boy. I mean, he, that's good casting. Yeah, and he was very <laughs> hot, and it was all in the Hamptons. And he seduced, you know, it was a classic. He seduced uh, this woman who was like an heiress. Meg Tilly, you got a Kim Cattrall in there? Yep, and John Glover, the great John uh, Glover. <laughs> <laughs> Is he related to Danny? No, 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 no relation. Oh, my God, whoa, Chad's got a shotgun, and that's the guy from Melrose Place, and a dog. So he, oh, so Rob Lowe crushed it in the 80s, and then didn't really do much in the 90s, and then the, the West Wing. Right, and then like you know, just destroy, just destroying it on in the TV box world. But Chad, so but Chad Lowe's kind of he's really like what Lowe? Well, wait a minute. Here's a, I'll tell you a story about Chad Lowe. Chad Lowe was the first guy attached to direct Chronically Metropolitan. Oh wow! So so Chad for a while, I used to go to Chad's house. Where does he live? Pacific <laughs> Palisades. Sign the Pacific Palisades. <laughs> No, I only had to sign an NDA when Rob came over. Uh, but, um, but um, yeah, Chad was you know Chad was a smart guy, man. He uh, we had a lot of fun. I was always sort of uh, bummed that he and I didn't do. I mean, he didn't. I mean, he really, really got that. You know, sometimes it's rare when you are with a director who actually gets your script. Are they from New York? No, but he, he just lived in it. New York for a while. Oh, got it. Okay. He just, it was just, it was just a really fun, it was actually one of the, it was a very fun development process because it was like one of my first, you know, real job jobs thing. And, um, and we just used to meet up and hang out and 
go through the script page by page and he had really great ideas. That's so funny because that happens all, all the time. You meet these celebrities. I mean, is he a celebrity? I mean, yeah, he's, I, he's, I, well, he's no, you know, he, he gave, he, Chad gave like, Chad gave sort of like the truth to like how there's no, no celebrities in New York. Cause like in LA, he and I could walk around and it would be like, nobody, nobody gave a shit. I mean, mm-hmm. he was more famous when he and I were working together cause he was getting a divorce from Hillary Swank. Right, right, right. At the time that we were working. So like literally we'd be like working and then he would have to take a minute. He's like, I gotta take this call. And you just hear him be like, fuck this bullshit. Fire. Came back in. Like, Sorry, divorce shit. And, um, but uh, anyway, but when we were in New York, we went out to dinner a couple times in New York and every time we would get, a, he would get approached. Interesting. All right. Huh? Like, be like, oh my God, you're Chad Lowe. But are they like, oh my God, sorry about Hillary <laughs> or is it? What did, what, did, what did we know him from? It's a really weird. It's a weird re- reality. It's, it's all right. So like Brad Pitt, <laughs> Brad Pitt's got a brother. Really? Like, yeah. He's got uh, what's his name? And then like Tom Cruise has William Mapother or uh, Thomas. Oh, or yeah. William Mapother. Is, is that his brother or his cousin? I thought it was his brother. But anyway, so uh, wait, yeah, Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt brother. Uh, it's not Chad Pitt. It might be. No, it's not. It's Doug Pitt. Look at Doug this. Pitt. Look at this guy. Kind of looks like Zach Braff. Oh my god. <laughs> hey, it's my brother Doug. So, would you rather be him, who it who can live in obscurity? Nobody knows that he's Brad Pitt's brother, or Chad Lowe. See, being Brad Pitt's brother is really like that's intense because Brad Pitt's so big. But being Rob Lowe's brother, it's not that intense. It's not like Rob Lowe's like he can walk down the street. Yeah, no, for sure. But then you're Chad Lowe. <laughs> it's like uh, it's very it's very bizarre. His reality is very bizarre because Rob Lowe is like he, I, I like Rob Lowe, but it's also just like, well, what do we really revere Rob Lowe for other than just being this like kind of like hot guy turned train wreck? Current turn just like yeah, bizarre, you know, you know, turned out to be kind of funny. Did like, yeah, had yeah. like this, had this, like, I guess people are interested in Chad Lowe. I mean, Chad Roblo, because like, he, yeah, I mean, again, it's a pretty, it's pretty extraordinary to think the guy is other than the 90s never really went away. No, like, he's I, yeah, you know, his staying power has been pretty, I, I, pretty but, strong, but I mean, I also at the same time, like, like, so one of the fun things about like hanging out with, with, with Chad was that like, you know, he was like an LA dude been here forever and he would tell me like he literally he grew up in Malibu Mm. with his brother they were all like he used to be like Malibu was so he was literally like Malibu was like blue collar that's where like people who worked like the contractors and the people who drove in the city right it didn't become like Malibu until like the 80s yep but um but he like was telling me he literally grew up in Malibu it was him Rob Lowe the Sheen Boys. Oh yeah, okay. And the Pens, like Chris and Sean. I was like, wow, that's that is a that is a fucking wild, wild crew. Yeah, think seriously. about those dudes at the Malibu Inn. Yeah, I mean, oh my god, <laughs> right, the, right. yeah. Look, meet you at let's meet at Moon Shadows. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I, yeah, that's the thing. I so Malibu. It, it, you know what? Malibu really took a turn, took a left turn. With like the trucker hat, pony shoes movement of like the the aughts, like yeah. the Britney Spears and like the David Arquettes and yeah, like the Hollywood trash and just infiltrated Malibu. And, but but it used to be kind of like redneck. It was redneck. But then in the eighties, but like those were the celebrities, like just those kids that grew up there. Yeah, no, you were just there, and it was like not that much there, and it was right. like a beach shanty town. I guess yeah, it, you right. know. I mean, I, I mean, look, the douchification of. <laughs> 
Jesus. Ben Stiller cooking eggs on the ground. I'm almost positive it was. And was that a Randy's Donuts in the middle? (laughs) This is, uh, yeah, that is Ben Stiller. Stiller. When is this movie from? Highway to Hell. That's hilarious. Now, what 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 are the odds that the the um, the ACDC song is in this? Maybe, probably a cover though. I mean, I mean, wow, man, this is just. I mean. And that's Christy Swanson. That's the original Buffy, 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 Buffy. Oh, boy. They just really found this one in. Is this even a movie or a TV show? It's a movie. Um, 53% of Rotten Tomatoes. That's not bad for, for what, this, what I'm watching <laughs> right now. <laughs> <laughs> On their way to elope in Vegas, teenager Charlie. Oh, Chad Lowe plays a teenager and his bride to be Christy Swanson. Make a wrong turn that brings him face to face. Basically brings him to hell. Yeah, basically the entire Stiller family's in it because there's Ben's mom Guess and who Ben's else is dad. In it? Patrick Bergen, oh, our, our oh, Dan Tanner's yes. uh, brethren. Oh my God! <laughs> listen, listen. Here's the movie. We're gonna have a scene that's like the Star Wars diner scene, uh, filled with filled with comedian. Like uh, the Stiller. Like, there's Jerry Stiller. What a fucking coked up idea. Uh, they're about to get married on their way to their wedding. They take a wrong turn. They end up in a portal that takes them to hell. Yeah, like, how many how many executives slash writers had that experience? God damn, <laughs> going to Vegas. <laughs> I mean, on that, I mean, they're really. I really can't. I, I, of, of all the drives in the world, I, I really can't think of a worse one than the drive to Vegas. The drive to Vegas actually isn't that bad. The drive from Vegas is <laughs> is the doozy. Because I was in Vegas two weeks ago, and the drive there is like it goes by really quick. Because you're just like, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do that. Oh, let's shoot guns. Oh, let's go to that casino. Let's go. Like you're you're quoting Swingers. You're quoting The Hangover. You got Elvis playing. Like it's you're seeing the fucking billboards. You're fired up. Right. You see I don't the know. Sky Skyline, you're just like, oh man, this is going to be great. And then the drive back is like, huh. Yeah, I mean, again, I, that, that's, br- I mean, I, cause the, like any return from Vegas, I mean, I guess the last real return for Vegas for me was, was when, when you and I were there, we were all there together. <laughs> and the, uh, uh, the infamous Alfie Allen weekend. Mm. And I, and I just remember, like, I, I just remember flying home that day. Just, I mean, I got in the middle seat. And I just passed out, which meant my head was like hang- basically hanging between my legs. Mm-hmm. You that. were like, you wanted to call Alfie and be like, "Hey, is there room at that treatment center? Yeah. <laughs> is there any is there room at the end?" <laughs> yeah, no, I literally went home, and it took me a good solid like three days to recover. No, that happened to me last week. It, it does, and it wasn't because it was like we were pulling all nighters. It's just I'm not used to dr- like you're drinking during the day and then the night. Right. Yeah. If well, it was just the night, you could bounce back, but it's the day. Two days of it. Yeah, yeah. And then the drive back. It's tough. It's yeah, no, it's the older you get. Yeah, no, I can't. I mean, again, a a hungover drive like that now in my forties, I don't think I could do that. I I could easily take a wrong turn and find myself (laughs) in this movie, Highway to Hell, somewhere in Needle. I mean, again, no, I mean, but see, like, it's funny though because Vegas really, like, I have no relation. I have no. Like adult relationship with it that's that that is any like that that is responsible at all like even in the middle of co so even like even in like the the height of covid yo you drove you were, you were there yeah when I, I got a hotel room at lake vegas i don't even know we talked about that yep. but the whole time i was there i was plotting how i could get my kids to sleep and my wife and get an uber 
to a casino on the strip <laughs> and it was like a weird and I was like I suddenly was craving cigarettes like I mean oh, I mean and that was weird because like in general of all of the like the horrible things that I've done to my body smoking is like the one thing that I'm like I don't miss it like I don't want to go back I would never go back to that mm-hmm. I would never knowingly like you know light up a square uh, however when I was on this you know I was like, it's fucking COVID. I want a fucking cigarette. Yeah, right, right, right. Where's the cocaine? Where's <laughs> Where's Mike the Hammer's number? Mike the Hammer, listeners, is a is a fabulous cocaine dealer in Vegas. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. His options are limited with a name like Mike the Hammer. Yeah, you know, totally. But there's coke Mike dealer, coke. hit man. I'm trying to think what else. <laughs> I think he's both. Uh, yeah, but Mike the Hammer, and I remember being like, oh, maybe I'll give Mike the Hammer a call. We'll meet mm-hmm. at the Porta Crochet, whatever they call those things. We'll meet him over at the Mandalay. I had this whole whole thing plot, and I was plotting this thing. I had to talk about a bad dad. I remember <laughs> just sitting out on the deck, looking at like this half finished part of Lake Vegas. I mean, one of the great things about Vegas is they don't wait to open shit up, and they'll still be building it. And there was like a model house uh. at the edge of this. Fake Lake Because mm-hmm. like Lake Las Vegas They're trying to remake Lake Como And um, Oh Then they're very similar Yeah Yeah <laughs> Totally They look exactly alike The whole time I was there I said to my kids I'm like look There's George Clooney's yeah, house Seriously <laughs> Um uh, yeah, but I remember, and I remember I had this whole plot, I had it all plotted out, and then at one point my wife looked at me and she goes, I know what you're thinking, and it's not going to happen, so you might as well, she just knew. She knew that the hammer was in play, she, she knew. She just knew that, like, I was up, she's like, you're not going to the strip. Mm. So the strip was open? Definitely. Okay. A little bit. I mean, because I had pulled this shit, I pulled this shit, I pulled this shit early in our, in our, in our parenthood, in our relationship, not in like a... Bad way, but I we 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 drove to during 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 my my my, my wife's maternity leave. We drove to to Colorado with our six month old. Maya was six months at the time. On the way back, we hit Vegas, stayed at uh, stayed at the Mandalay, and like literally as soon as my wife and, and and Maya were in happily ensconced in our suite, I was like, I'm gonna go downstairs and just go for a walk. No, you're like Clark Clark Griswold in <laughs> Vegas vacation. <laughs> You just hit the ATM and yeah, and I was downstairs. I was immediately at the, I was immediately at hitting the tables, and at like two hours in, I, I get I, you know I get the call like, hey, uh, how's that fucking walk going, asshole? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I it, it's just a, yeah, it's the degenerate energy. That, I mean, that's what it is. You get in there, you're just like, oh, I'm a I'm a degenerate too. <laughs> yeah, no, you just, <laughs> you just I, you turn, I am you one st- of these, I am one of these people. No, I I mean when I'm there, I turn into like Don Draper with the cigarettes. It's one after another. <laughs> I can't help it. And uh, so New Orleans has it, but New Orleans is, at least New Orleans has like culture. You can escape and be like, man, I I mean, you can get good food in Vegas, but it's like, oh, we're going to go to this restaurant that Iron Chef runs. Versus New Orleans, you're going to go to like a world class, a, a chef that... That restaurant and that chef are from New Orleans. It's right. a staple of that. It's right. not a TV show restaurant. <laughs> it's like a legitimately been there for like 200 years. Incredible restaurant. And you can go see like a great band. You can escape the degenerateness in New Orleans. You can't escape yes. it in Vegas. No, no, you can't. No, I literally. Even if you're at David Copperfield, it's still no, just like, just but this there. is cheesy and yeah, weird. There, it's the sh- there's something in the air, man. Well, because I know they're pumping o- extra oxygen into those, in oh, those casinos yeah, to sure. keep people up. For our listeners, we're talking about Vegas. It's this city in the desert. In the <laughs> yeah, I don't know no, if you yeah. guys have heard of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and uh, you know, the desert outside is dark, but at night, the lights. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> um, All right, so wait, back, to the, back to Malibu and the, and the Brad Pack. Oh, right. So, 
Sean Penn. Actually, speaking of Charlie Sheen, you know what I just read uh, like 30 minutes ago? Do you know Charlie Sheen was obsessed with the Shawshank Redemption script and wanted to be red? No. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine that? And by the way, like I remember speaking of, you know, we, you know, now we can tie it all together. His breakdown seemed to occur on like a single weekend trip to Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. right. It all right. went to shit because right. he went to Vegas for one weekend. And then, boom, it all was all over. That's where it happens. Yeah, that's where it begins. By the way, like, you didn't have any all-nighters, but that time that I was there, I did do that. I wasn't an all-nighter. That was an all-nighter, It was an all-nighter. Yeah. I learned a new rule in Vegas is you can, you just can't put your head down on the bar. Yeah. That was the rule. Because I did that twice. I was like, am I still going? That's where they draw the line. And I would would put my head on the bar like, don't, hey, you can't do that. You can't do that. And then I walk out. It's 6.37 in the morning. I'm like, what am I doing? Then, then did you get a flight that day, right? <laughs> yeah, I had had I had had dreams of like lying out by the pool mm-hmm. and like trying to have a classy day, but I was so wrecked and felt so <laughs> terrible that I went right to the. I got back to I got back to the suite. You, everyone was passed out in a variety of rooms <laughs> and floors, and I said, "I gotta get the fuck out of here." Well, no, that was one of those Vegas trips where, like, you, yeah, you sleep in like a chair. Yeah, <laughs> that, basically. That, that, yeah. See, I'm done with that. But even though, like, it was it was relatively responsible Vegas, like. You still have you still have that hangover. It's like it's shedding the energy that you pick up there. And it takes a few days to shed it. So wait, so you drove out on a Friday? Yeah, and again, like I said, like that was great because it's like, oh, we're gonna go golf. You're fired up. You got like right. a coffee. Nice. You're excited. Well, so you left early. So very very early. We had an eleven thirty tea time, so we had to leave LA at like five thirty six. Holy shit! Yeah. Wow. But then, like, the first White Claws cracked at, like, 11. And <laughs> then there you, there you the, go. As soon as you, where, where'd you go? Where'd you go? Uh, Painted Desert, which is in, I think it's Summerlin. Oh, okay. There's Vegas and then the surrounding, like, Summerlin and Henderson. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it was, I mean, it was great. It was a great weekend. Listen, was, I, I, mean, I mean, I'm hearing these stories. I'm getting this, I'm getting these like little, like I'm getting these butterflies in my stomach. I'm like, you know, I haven't taken a Vegas trip in a while. It's it. it I st- I'll always do it because it is fun. But, uh, the, the thing is like, I woke up on Saturday and I'm like, usually I would just go for one night. Right. And I woke up on Saturday. It's like, uh, no, we're, I'm, we're here another day. But then you just got to go down. Take $100 out. We went over to the Tropicana because uh, the Oakland A's are moving there. Yeah. And their stadium's going to be where the Tropicana is. We're like, let's go pay our respects. Oh, my God. Yeah. Tropic- oh. <laughs> well, hey, no, see, now look. Now, now, I know. Now, see, I'm, I'm pretty sure, like, now I might be wrong, but I mean, I'm like, oh, the New York Giants are going to be playing the. Las Vegas Raiders. Mm, they are. Uh, yeah. yeah, this 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 season. So yeah. I'm like, you know what? Like there that's you go. that's a that's a trip that I want to take. Like I want I want to go to Vegas for that. I mean, you know, I'll go now. Of course, I'm, and, and knowing who I am, I'm like, this is a terrible idea because the game is on Sunday, and then who's going to take the kids to school on Monday? And what time are you going to get home? Well, so I mean, uh, so you could go see that thing is, I mean, but I guess I figured not believe me. I'm again, just as my wife knows, like my, the, I start planning Vegas for me. Like I plan Vegas meticulously, almost like a serial killer and his prey. I, 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 I think about it. <laughs> I start to think about all the angles, <laughs> right, right, right. Where I'm going to stay, what I'm going to do. <laughs> uh, is Mike the hammer there? Mike the ha- is Mike the hammer there? Do I fly? You know, I think I have to. Fly. I mean, I, I, like fly. I mean, again, even though every flight I've ever gone to in Vegas is delayed, and I actually end up spending as much time in the airport 
in LAX as I do on, uh, you know, it's essentially the same amount of time as it would to drive. It's such a glory. It is a glorious flight. See, I'd rather, uh, that flight is, it's so short, but I'd rather do the four hour drive than spend the 45 minutes in like driving to the airport, the security line, like putting my, having my fucking carry on bag and like get us something at go like, like literally every time, like walking into Hudson news to get a magazine and a water and like ship shuffling past people and like, like fucking paying, putting my bags down, paying for it, picking my bags back up, like putting my boarding pass, like as a fucking like bookmark in my magazine. There's so many like little annoying things at airports. I'd rather deal with like the soul crushing drive back <laughs> than just the little like annoyances that come with the airport. Yeah, I know, but I will say, like, <laughs> but see like the thing about Vegas though is the few times that I've flown, I mean, the problem is it's like Virgin America was a great airline. They used to fly to Vegas and they had a great first class and the first class to Vegas was like 109 bucks, you know, as opposed to like 39 for economy. And I was like, I'll pay that extra 60 bucks. I made some great friends in that first class. I had some great conversations. Brody, Brody Jenner, Ah. some dude, some dude who, um, was, uh, just such a piece of work uh, Crashed a wedding In New York City with me Like months later He's like hey I'm in New York Remember me from first class in Vegas I was like oh yeah A couple of hugely fat Middle Easterners ones Who wanted Oh on the night that I flew out To, to see you guys And meet up with you guys I remember Hugely fat guys uh, And they were All they want to know is What I knew about the hooker scene In, in Las Vegas uh. I was like, go to any any fucking bar in a Steve Wynn owned property, you'll be fine. I mean, go and go to McDonald's, go anywhere, <laughs> go to a pawn shop. I mean, it's like, yeah, you don't have to, you don't have to search too far. Uh, but okay, so now we're back in Malibu. And, yeah, so you know, so Malibu. I mean, I kind of imagine this is Chad Chadlow's childhood in Malibu, driving around with a dog in the car, lots of smoke. I mean, this feels very. But but, but yeah, back. To, but also back to Chad Lowe. Got to get that car fixed. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, I like. I ju- I don't feel as. It's weird. I don't feel as bad. Like if someone was just like you. Like if, if the if the if you lose something and like your reward is you got to have you got to be Chad Lowe. It's like is it is it that bad? I don't know. Like. Is he like how jealous do you think he is of Rob Lowe? No, he's not at all. I don't think. Because I mean, I, didn't know like, this, I know. I, I mean, literally. I mean, again, like I spent a, a good year with this guy almost every week. He's he lives a pretty charmed life. I mean, I always say like, I feel like oh, he shit, does. dude. Yeah, I mean, like he got. I mean, I don't know if he still lives in the same house. He had a fucking great house in the Palisades. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he ended up marrying this awesome chick. They've got a bunch of kids. Right. I mean, like. Yeah, and your brother's Chad. I mean, your brother's Rob, and I don't think like Rob is like not like you know. I don't know, you know, but I mean like he's like got all the trappings of a low with maybe none of the none of the none of the none of the pitfalls. Talking about Chad, yeah, right, and he's not very chatty. He's not like he doesn't like he's an interesting. He's an interesting Chad. Oh, there he is. The, the, oh, it the, is. It's Patrick it's, Bergen. It's the oh, enemy. my God. It's the enemy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've never seen him in any other movie oh until right this minute. Yeah, it's been a while. Wow. I've seen him literally in Sleeping with the Enemy. Dan Tan is in this movie. That's it. <laughs> but, right. okay, so imagine you were Harrison Ford's brother and you're trying to be an actor. Like, that to me would be, like, stressful. It'd Definitely. be like, Jesus well, Christ. Like, I mean, totally. Look, again, like, being a younger brother... 
unless you lap your older brother. I mean, again, I don't know. It's like, what's worse? I mean, if I was the older brother and was lapped by my younger brother, I'd be like, God, and I was doing the same thing. Right, right. Like, I mean, Doug Pitt or whatever his name is. I don't think, he, I mean, what the fuck is he? He's not an <laughs> I, actor. I, I think he's just like a, he works on like real estate in like fucking Iowa. Yeah, well, there you go. Like, that's it. But, like, I just feel like Chad Lowe's not under, like, that much pressure. No. That's 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 what it is. Yeah, no. And I also think, like, this movie is so weird. <laughs> 1991 is weird. It is very weird. Those There's were something the weird, very those were strange about years. that year. And the movies that came out, they're all, I mean, Comet loves 1991. Really? Uh, yeah. A- Anarchy, Armageddon, <laughs> Annihilation. A lot of movies on, that I watch on I mean, here. Jesus Christ. I mean, I guess it was just sort of a... Re- I guess everyone... There were a lot of, like, going to hell movies. I feel like everyone was really recovering from the 80s. Yeah, there were. There was um, uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, I think, takes them to hell. That's right. Yeah. Um, hell was really popular in the 90s. Yeah. I, we, I, it's, I know, because it's weird, though, because I always think, like... The summer of 89, I mean, I get, you know, it's right, dude, because Terminator Judgment Day came out in 91. Yeah. Judgment Day. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of hellish uh, imagery in that movie. Yeah, look at the imagery in this. Like, Bergen's wearing a red shirt, some, very symbolic. The, totally. The red gas cans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of fire signs. <laughs> I mean, he, he works for AAA, but this AAA, we already read it, Anarchy, Armageddon, <laughs> Annihilation. Yeah, no, it was really popular. Um Really popular. But then remember that show, Highway to Heaven, that Michael Landon show oh, in the yeah. 80s? Was that the 80s or was that early 90s? I think that was like late 80s. Wow. I mean, Michael Landon. Shout out. Shout out, Landon. That was the first time I ever heard of like cancer. I was like, what's, I know. what's cancer? God, I know. It was, it was so like, scary. So, it was, yeah. Yeah, because he was also like, I woke up this morning and I did 10 push-ups. And I could do them. And he was like dead two weeks later. Yeah. I remember that. I was like, what the? Yeah, it was like this weird, sinister sounding thing. And he seemed like such a, like a, I mean, I, like, I, I'm not trying to throw shape. <laughs> Who knows what he was actually like? But like Little House on the Prairie and Highway to Heaven. I was like, this is this guy's like Jesus. Yeah. He's like the best guy yeah. <laughs> in the world. I know. I mean, again, I mean, yeah, I, don't, I mean, the, yeah, the early 90s are so weird. I mean, I think back to the early 90s and it was just uh, kind of like a, a bad time But I mean it, it, But a it, great time It was a great time It was a bad time I was kind of cracking up though Because I was at dinner last night With some other dads Good dudes But they surprised me With suddenly like How like they There was uh, Like we were I was at We were at dinner at the counter With our older With our three daughters They all play tennis together and we went to the counter for dinner, and there was a woman being arrested. And there was like so many cops there, like to be. I haven't seen that many LAPD cops in a while, but there was a lot of them arresting like one woman. Hmm. Don't know why. Don't know any of the details. I was trying to like my kids were like my my daughter was like, "Why? I want to go see it." And I was like, "Listen, if you go out there, like don't you know they're going to arrest you too, you know." <laughs> but it was like funny, you know. It was very it was very much like a TV scene because you saw the younger cops, and eventually like the grizzled older cop comes, and they were like reporting to him. Uh-huh. And then a woman was screaming the whole time And like I was sort of like And then all of a sudden like these two dads Again guys I like hang out with Like they're like they're dad buds um, it, Like suddenly like unloaded And revealed like side to them I was completely unaware Because they were like Because like the one guy They were just very like You know they're suddenly very anti-LA Very anti you know, obviously, like, crime is really bad. And I I, was, I said to them, I was like, you know, guys, like, 
I just saw they just released this like uh, report. I mean, and, 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 and listen, granted, I get it. Like there, we went to this play tennis not far from here. These, our girls went to play tennis. There's a dude who's completely naked doing handstands across from the court. So I do get like the cost of living in this city versus sort of like the day to day degradation can sort of make you a little like what the fuck is going on. But I was like, guys, there's a whole report came out. The crime is down. And so they're like, no, crime is not down. That, those stats are fucking bullshit. Like, you know, and, he, and they're like, and they, and, you know, and it was, when just went from there and I just sat back quietly. And then like suddenly they were like, you see what happened to that guy in New York? He got strangled and blah, blah, blah. Like, well, I'd fucking do that. I'd fucking do that. He's crazy. And I, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to, don't say anything. Don't say anything. And I was sort of like, God, you know, in the 90s, growing up in 1991, what I remember in 1991 was New York was fucking scary. I'm uh, like, yeah. when did LA become, I mean, I'm not that scared. And then they go and then they literally go man you know the cops don't come like all you have to do is get on next door i'm like okay there's your problem right away (laughs) that's when i couldn't be quiet anymore i'm like god you're you're telling me that the the fucking stats are bogus on the lapd and you're going and you're getting your information from next door yeah right 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 i mean good lord well no that next door will make you think it's fucking judgment day i every every i know i mean i read it because it's so fucking hilarious because i'm like what and it's like well yeah i mean you live in a city like that shit happens in cities that's what i know i'm like literally i'm like guys like if this is hard for you like leave yeah, no, d- delete next door. It's like it's literally like watching the news. Oh, it's insane. It's like wh- wh- what do you expect? I mean, look, on a large look, on a large on like a bigger like a bigger global thing, I, you know, and I promised myself I wasn't going to pot about the strike today, but I'm like been fucking appalled. Yeah, no, we can talk. We can talk. No, I don't want to get into the strike too much, but I'm so <laughs> fucking appalled. I mean, I and I voted for Karen Bass, the mayor of Los Angeles. Mm. And now I'm really regretting that vote. I'm like, I wonder. Now, I don't know, would Rick Caruso actually side with the writers against all of his friends because you know he fucking you know he fucking parties with Zaz and you know he's doing rails with Zazlav because right. it's like billion- I, vo- I voted for Rick billionaires are going to billionaire listen that's okay because that'd be again you like, I'm conditioned to sort of like go with the dem I felt like uh, Caruso was like a smarter smarmier smoother Donald Trump Pro- and he probably is um, but I'm I'm appalled I'm again like. LA is sort of like we've been on the we've been on like the sort of like on the brink for a while. They, you know, the cost of living in this city is through the roof, which is crazy to me. I mean, literally like 60 bucks for me and my daughter to eat at the counter. I didn't I ate a fucking salad and What's the counter? I, it's like that burger joint. Oh. 60 bucks, huh? 60 bucks, man. I mean, great. Did they fucking tune up your car? <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, so it's basically like 30 bucks for for me and 30 bucks for my kid. My kid hmm. got a gr- my kid got a grilled cheese and I got a salad and an iced tea and even drink alcohol. That's insane. I bet Caruso uh I mean, I feel, I, I feel like everybody supports the strike, right? But I, I, they I feel like do even and they like do. Trump supporters support it. Yeah, but here's the thing: if I was Karen Bass, I would be like, "Well, I know Trump supporters are because the reason people supported Trump was because they thought like he was one of us, which means that they're <laughs> fucking idiots." Right. But at the same time, I understand why they're supporting us. I understand their anger because. And I get, I mean, look, it's totally understandable why, you know, Trump could tap into a real feeling, which is that, like, this gap between the haves and the have-nots is so insane. I mean, mean, it's, it's insane. 
I right. mean, again, it'd be, I mean, again, David Zaslav is such an idiot. I, lo- I mean, they, they did this article in Manny Fair where there's a fucking writer's strike. This guy paid himself $250 million two years ago, and there's a party with him and Graydon Carter. Oh, yeah. Who's so fucking overrated. I mean, on, on every fucking level. <laughs> yeah, what does he do? Is that I mean, he was, used to be, no, he used to be like the editor-in-chief at Vanity Fair. Right. He's so overrated. I mean, I'm literally like, this guy, like, who? I mean, like, he's so uninteresting. I mean, he's semi-funny. But anyway, he's like, he throws a party with David Zaslav. I mean, for a guy, for a guy who, like, was friends, who purported to be good friends with Christopher Hitchens, he should be ashamed of himself, like, training David. He's, he just, to me, he's just revealed himself to be, like, a guy who likes to hang around with richer guys. Well, yeah, I mean, he ran a magazine. Like, you think he'd be, like, pro writer. No, you, right, so he throws a party with David Zaslav, because David Zaslav's rich, though, you know, and, you know, you know, it's like a classic, like, I, I need to be friends with somebody who's richer than me, because it's cool. I don't even know how that works. But anyway, but, like, they throw a fucking party at and at can at the hotel, the cop, and uh, and 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 I'm and again, I'm sure that party cost over two million dollars or something like that. And I just sometimes I wonder myself, you know, like guys, it didn't end well for Marie Antoinette when she said, "Let the," I mean, the "Let the Meat Cake" crowd. It was a bad ending for them. Wait, what happened? I don't. I they know nothing about Marie Antoinette. Off. I mean, look, the let them eat cake, <laughs> the let them eat cake line, historically, we're not sure if she said it, but it's sort of kind of been like emblematic of that era where let them eat cake, there all these people were starving, mm-hmm. and she just was like, yeah, I'm feeling generous, they can eat some of the cake, you know, because we are eating so well, and we're right. so decadent. Uh-huh. And, and everything's so decadent for the wealthy, you know, but I mean, when the, in historic, once the decadence once decadence really takes hold, after that it's the collapse, man. And um, yeah, I, but but then, it, like I drove, and I'm not. This is just Paramount, but I drove past Paramount yesterday, and I was like, man, I thought there'd be more. But right. maybe, but this, uh, granted, this was at like three in the afternoon. I don't know when does the, when did the pivot pivot nine to, the nine, nine to one, one to four. Oh, okay, so maybe it was just that. Maybe the afternoon shift is just like smaller because it's like. Uh, kids got to get picked up from school. The yeah, NBA, no, it's the NBA total, yeah. playoffs start around like yeah, five thirty. Uh, yeah, no, I mean you know, uh, di- you got to get home for dinner. You got to start planning dinner. Yeah, we got to we, look the pre WGA pre WGA people have to get out there between the <laughs> one and four. They should start offering like extra points to join the union because nobody wants to walk the afternoon shift. I sure. I mean, I, I I get that. It's like I, I but the morning I, the morning makes sense. Like get it out of the way. But uh, uh, it seems to be going. Well, I again, like I don't go nearly as much as I should be going. I mean, I, no, look, I mean, I, I well, no, but, okay, but this is back to my point about the Karen Bass of it all. Uh, like, I'm like, you're like, again, like, so uh, there's a couple of restaurants that I really like on Melrose. There's like a family owned uh, sushi place, Murakami. There's another place. They're really nice people. Their businesses are fucking cratering right now. Hmm. I mean, if you don't have that writer lunch hour, like, oh, like, like yeah. lunch, like lunch right. for the writers in the writers room. I mean, that's that's like that's like the bread and butter for some of these places. Seriously, and yeah, like, I didn't even think about that. And like, it's starting to trickle down to them. You know, I mean, thank God. I mean, Drew Carey is single handedly keeping Swingers and and uh, Bob's Big Boy going, but um. 
What? So you, again, like you have a you have a city with like a spiraling homeless problem. But like I, I, I was like Bass is just another like she's probably just going to use the to, she wants to be LA mayor because she probably wants like some sort of ambassador role. Like, Pro, yeah, like the other but asshole. Then, but then like yeah, Caruso's probably just some shit billionaire. But I was like, I'll take a I'll take a I'll take a gam- I'll take a flyer on Rick. And I I really <laughs> regret my vote. No, I really regret my vote. I'm I'm very mad at myself. I'm like I should you know because the woman. Again, she made like one milk toast like comment, and it's like, come on, man! Like you're the mayor of LA. Like this is the the fucking bread and butter of this city is the entertainment industry. It's bad enough that the state of California has become so fucking expensive that there all these productions are moving. Right. Like everything, nothing is filmed here. Like again, like we talked about this, like a, a movie of mine that it, that may or may not go now because of this strike was was hopefully coming together. It, it, a movie that takes place in L.A. I've been told we're going to film the fucking thing in Atlanta. That's crazy to me. Yeah, it's almost it's silly to just like even this thing I'm working on now. I, yesterday I was like, God, and I probably will change it because I think so. He thinks it's more accurate, but I was like, God, should this just be set? In like North Carolina And it's like Yeah it probably just should But you, you just keep it Just cause I mean it's this easy fix But yeah remember like 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 everything was filmed in LA In like the 80s Like you watch every movie it's Every like, movie oh, oh they're on Melrose Yeah Oh, oh, that's, oh, uh, that's, oh like uh, Red, Red Heat Which takes place in <laughs> Chicago Is filmed entirely In downtown LA right, right, right Even that show Justified It's like set in Kentucky And I'm watching I'm like That's fucking pinks in the background yeah. I don't, They don't have pinks In fucking yeah, no, Lexington, I mean, Kentucky Right No So you would you lived and worked in LA and now everyone's like oh I don't even know if I need to live here yeah, so your right, population right, right. is going down but for some insane reason which I can't, I can't explain real estate prices are still through the roof and and uh, but like again like who's going to stay here like how you're going to let you're going to let this they're going to let this strike go if I again if I was Karen Bass these guys by the way all these CEOs the Zazlabs the Sarandoses <clears throat> They all live in LA. They've all got these fucking giant castles in the hills, and it's just like you know, guy. Literally, just saying, calling him up, seeing him. I mean, like, come on, right, right. At the end of the day, like, you know, you guys can fucking afford. And we're not even going to get all of the asks if you came in. Because again, if you came in at sixty-five, seventy percent. 65% 65% I think the, the membership would say Let's do it And if I'm a fucking politician Instead of constantly needing to be nice to these fuck faces Because I want their fucking money <laughs> I say like You know Have a little civic pride Because you're going to cr- you're, you're, you're hurting where you live But if it's okay for you Because you don't have to see like You know The yoga This new homeless yoga guy Over uh, by the lot Who does you know Naked handstands That's fine Then do that But I mean I, I just you know, I, it's you know, it's bad news. And there's no, they're not at the negotiating table every day, are they? They're not even negotiating with the writers right now. Right, right now, they're okay. deep with the directors. So, but then if the directors and actors strike, forget about it. If the writers and and if the actors and the directors join the writers, this whole thing will be over by the Fourth of July. But it, that that then that's also not. That doesn't reflect well on writers because it's like, oh, it goes to show that the writers need actors and directors. Like, of course we do. Yeah, of course we do. (laughs) So it just goes to show that writers are just truly left out in the cold in this industry. No, I mean, again, we can't win a strike. No, I mean, no, no, of course we can't. No, I know. And I'm like, I'm, 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 uh, I'm, uh, I'm. Um, like again, we are fucked if the directors don't go. If the directors don't go. 
the actors, their union's pretty weak because there's so many of them. They've got a they've got a they've got a health they got a healthcare program that's really on the ropes. Yeah, theirs isn't as nearly as good as ours. No, right, right, right. And it's but it's because first of all, it's like they, they've got the, of the three unions, they've got the most members. I think they've got like nearly oh, sure. 160,000 members. Well, because you can be SAG, you don't have, you don't have to have like won an Academy Award to be in SAG. I don't. Think. I'm a SAG after member for God's sake. I haven't. I mean, the last the last movie I, the last movie I did is Brandon's movie, and it's just my voice. Uh, I right. played Chad Parks in uh, in uh, in uh, Snow, Va- Snow, Snow Valley. Valley. But I mean, I'm a SAG after member. Um, no fucking idea what any of my benefits. I mean, because the WGA, it's such a great. I, again, like I put up with this shit as a writer. I get great fucking health care. Oh my god, it's, it's un- I don't it's go to the doctor enough. I mean, I got to find some new problems to find new specialists. <laughs> um, but no, um, you got to rip in your sock. I mean, <laughs> see if they can fix that for you. Oh, nice. Um, That's hilarious. That. Uh, but yeah, if, if, if like literally, if that's what it takes to get this thing to end, that we need direct. But it all. But at the bond on the flip side of it, it also shows that it's like it truly is a collaborative thing, and like money should go around to everybody. It shouldn't just be these these. The, like, look, I understand why studios make a lot of money, but it's just like, and so that's why I understand people that are just like, oh, writers, like. You still like a lot of you do make a good living, but it's just like, yeah, but man, if you if 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 you had a job and fucking you were getting there was so much money to be to go around. Right. And you were getting a, you were getting shafted on that. You, you'd probably strike. Yeah. You'd probably, or you'd probably I mean, want to strike. I mean, again, like again, it's like it's sort of, uh, uh, you know, but I mean. Like if you're if, like we're working writers, right? But I mean, how many times? Like at least lately for me, like the last two negotiations I've had, it was not not and both both with Netflix, same same show, same same deal, and they were so nasty about it. And again, negotiations aren't nice, and I understand that, and it's hard, and you're not supposed to get everything you want. But they they don't play the game, and on top of that, every and here's the other problem. Again, here's the other. The, the tough thing about doing what you do is that like you know that there's 40 fucking people right behind you who would do it mm. who would do it immediately take your job no problem and I don't blame them I'm doing the same for other writers I'll take the fucking job well and- you know what I think most people that don't understand how Hollywood works is it's just like okay yeah you make a good point in that like because I mean I think when we walked to the picket line that one day there was something written on a mattress that said like uh, oh, rich kid, rich kids, rich strike. kids are striking, which is it's like, eh, I don't know about that. Uh, but like, but like right when writers do get a job, they do make a lot of money. Like for sure. Like they, like Brandon and I made like a lot of money in, yeah. in the job, even though our quote wasn't as high as other people's quotes, like the pay, the, the, the deals were really good. Yeah. But at the same time, the, like when you have a job, a normal job, you get a fucking paycheck every, like you have money, you have a job. And yeah, you can be fired at any time, but if you're good at your job, you're you're probably going to keep it for like a good amount of time. There's no guarantee in this industry. None. So that's what I don't know if people realize like how hard it is to break into this. And then once you broke in, there's no guarantee you're just going to stay forever. No, and like you, you like no, literally no, no. one re, one like shitty fucking pass of a script and that no one's hiring you. Yeah, so, you I mean, go back to the bottom of the it's list. It's really hot. Fucking, even if you get a movie made and it fucking bombs, it's like, I don't know if we want to hire that guy again. <laughs> like, it's really, 
it's really fucking hard. That I, I don't know that people really understand that. There's no guarantee. So when you do get that show made and it does go on streaming, it's like, man, you got to break me off some of those residuals. Yes, you have. Yes. <laughs> so Dude, I don't you, know that people fully really no, understand because you that. Survi- again, because you survive on that. Because again, again like you're talking, I mean, no one understands. I mean, again, it's like, uh, again, it's like, I like... I mean, I, I've always, I've like staffing a lot on TV because it's one of those things where it's like, okay, uh, I'm gonna get paid every week. I'm gonna get paid my quote, my episodic quote. Now, I mean, I don't know even know how that works anymore. Again, I don't understand how it works because everything is so is re- like the, the you know they reduce like again with Netflix they reduce the amount of time they they lo- I mean they're they, they're not honest negotiators they're not honest partners and that's and that and that's was very, it was made very clear to me between seasons two and seasons three of what ha- what is absolutely a fucking hit because the one thing I've worked on in my life where it doesn't matter how old the person is or where I am. Every time I say like I work on Outer Banks, they're like, oh, my kid loves that show or I love that show. And it's enough random people with no connection to me where you're like, oh, this is a hit. So why do my residuals suck? Mm-hmm. Why are they still like keeping me, keeping me, I mean, not paying me my quote and getting around getting pay, paying my quote by sort of like throwing me little bones here and there where it's like my salary goes up and then promoting me Rapidly, which is the other opposite, like where they where I've moved up a little bit quicker than I would have on a network side, but not that much quicker. And the only reason I didn't even fucking complain between season two and season three was I was able to get a movie made in between those two mm. seasons. Mm-hmm. But how often is that going to happen? Because that's the other thing people <laughs> right, don't right, seem right. to understand. It's like, yeah, you can get hot. You can have like a hot. You can have a good run. Like I had a good run in 2016. I had a great run, fucking great run. I had a movie made. I sold a pilot. Then I worked on a. Then I got staffed on a network television oil. show. Yeah, blood and oil. Blood and oil. And then blood right after oil. that, right after that show got canceled, I was put in a mini room, and my pilot got produced. That was all in 2015, 2016. Mm. I made a fucking fortune that year, and then I didn't work for a whole year. Yeah, right, 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 right. Like, like, like Hulu didn't pick up my show, and I spent a fucking year. Out of work, unemployed, and I couldn't I couldn't get arrested, and um and and once Hulu passed on uh, on Citizen, I went all the way back to the bottom of the pile. I couldn't mm-hmm. get on a TV show. I right, couldn't right. do any. It was like a, I was like really, because I was convinced, you know, you, you know, you know, I was like, this is it. I made it, and I didn't, and you don't, because there's no such thing as making it. You have like a good hit, you know. Look, you right. can be a movie star. Um, you can be iconic. You could be Arnold Schwarzenegger, but that's like one that you know. Again, like that's he made it. That's a unicorn. Yeah, yeah, he <laughs> I did mean, it. I mean, this guy made it definitely. <laughs> I, by but, the way, I thought that ASPCA commercial was never going to fucking. Yeah, it was really long longest. and really depressing. But um, no, I, I just I like and and I think people think that like when you, and it's it go, all goes back to that thing when you sell a screenplay and your friends from college like want in on like entourage parties. It's like man, it's not that. Clear. Yeah, no, good <laughs> luck, man. It's, good luck. So they they think that we're like living in like a Sarandos house uh, up in fucking like cold water. Listen, Canyon. in the eighties. We might have been able to do that, like literally in the right, early nineties. Right. If we were, if we were nineties, right? Because nobody wanted to live in L.A. in the nineties. Uh-huh. So I don't know what something seemed to happen. And yeah, again, I would have loved to have lived here in the nineties. Yeah, shit, dude. We're all like, we were, all, we all came out, we all got started ten years too late. I mean, you know, I mean a little bit. I like ninety one, where you can just walk into like get lunch at the Buffalo Club and be like, I have this idea called Highway to Hell. Yeah, basically, and it's basically <laughs> yeah. 
Let's just sell and it. And we'll get Chad Lowe and Christy Swanson. <laughs> she's and fucking, she's really hot, by the way. She's beautiful. She is, but she's turned into like a Trump loving uh, support. We, we mm. she and I, she and I hung out one night at the Chateau Marmont and she got very mad at me because her, her she had a girlfriend there. I don't, maybe, I don't know. I wonder if you were there. you weren't there. I'm nah, wondering. If, I'm wondering. Brandon might have been there. Anyway, the point was it was hilarious, and I'm like, here's Christy Swanson, a chick who I really had a massive, oh my god, massive crush on, and then her friend hit like is like elbowing me on the side. She's like, hey, hey. Like you want to go to the bathroom, mm-hmm. and I was like, "What?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah," because uh-huh. I know what that I know oh, I know what that yes. I know what, I know what that is. And right, then literally, right. like, so I go to the restroom where we talk politics. We return to the table, and then Swanson is just furious. She's like, "I know what you guys are doing in the bathroom," oh, and I don't like I don't like that shit at all. You better fucking so stop then, talking. I was like I was like, "Come on!" I was like, "Christy." Then why is she at the Chateau Marmont? <laughs> I know. What are you doing here? <laughs> right, right. Um, but uh, but yeah, the the strong Strike. Uh, I mean, we don't need to give a rehash of the strike, but it just seems like uh, it's gonna. <laughs> it's pretty much all summer long. Um, it was twenty twenty three. <laughs> I was a writer on TV. No, it's got that vibe, and I'm just like literally. It's been a month, and I'm bored out of my mind. I mean, and do these like? Uh, I mean, these. This is the this is the weird thing. Like these corporations, they hate they hate losing money. Obviously, they fucking despise it, but like, which is why they want to use AI to maybe save money. But, uh, but they're losing money right now. But is it one of those things where they just have endless stream of money to lose, but they don't have an endless stream of money to no, lose? But, no, but I, no, but again, I think. I think from a from a nasty business point of view, I think what the what, again what I from like the you know the random the random bits of gossip and shit you hear on the on the picket lines are that you know I think it's June again I think I think if, I think it's June thirtieth I don't know what the exact date is but it's coming up in the next couple of weeks it's either the next couple of weeks or it's the end of June the, they can start force majoring people. Like they can, I've, they can, I've, they can start basically getting out of overalls. I've been force majored. Oh, really? I've had two deals that have hit the pause button. But like, hit the pause or been canceled? No, not canceled. Hit the pause, but they said it's because of force majeure. Oh. They, they like I like the last drop is it got force majeure. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But, but like they, but they like wait, let me see. It's uh, but I don't think it was that they are. Um, I think it's just hitting the pause button. Okay. So the last, so the last, but the last drop, is that going to be an indie movie or is that going to be a studio? Indie. Okay. So that's probably, yeah. The problem with the, uh, uh, there's no financing for independent movies right now because there's, you can't get your movie bonded right now because they're, they're protecting themselves for the possibility of an actor strike. It's been suspended and extended for such force majeure event. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. And my, uh, my other one has been, has been, I don't think it's been suspended. But it's, uh, they're just, I get that. Like, I get it. I get it. I, they, Listen, that was, a, that was yeah. an issue that they were like, so you have something, an 18 month option. I was like, I get it. I get you hit the pause button. Like, I, I can't in good, in good conscience be like mad at that. Like, I get that. No, but right. But I feel, but there's a diff, but there's a different force majeure situation coming up where you can just get out of the deal right, for right, good. Right. And like, you can cancel TV shows for good. Like, look, a lot of, a lot of show, look, I mean, a lot of movies, like, I had a bunch of friends 
who are supposed to do the Marvel movie in Atlanta this summer. That movie is now been halted. Production is mm. not going to happen until after the writers strike. Right. So that, but that movie will come back presumably. Like, well, if one see, this is the thing. Like, if one person had it, someone like it's not like it was putting Turner on because it stinks. Right. Someone no. else will grab. Someone there's always someone else that will just grab the leftovers. For yes, again, but like ultimately, wait, is that Patrick Bergen? I think it is. Yeah. Within so, but like the big thing, it literally this movie they just this were like let's 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 all go out to the desert. Yeah, it's like Zion. Yeah, and use some uh, existing sets. This movie's so cracked out. Look at this fucking thing. Um. But um, and look at this like sawed off shotgun. The yeah, no, they, which is apparently work. Oh boy, uh, there's the three headed dog. It's, but you know, I again. So who knows? I mean, uh, it will be a terrible. It, again, if the, if it's announced in like the next two or three weeks, the directors have a deal, which will essentially be like the the basically if they get a good deal on the residuals that would be basically the actors union and the writers union will get the same residuals deal mm-hmm. ultimately. But if the, if the directors make a deal, which I think a lot of people will assume they're going to, they'll get the Cadillac deal. Then they won't strike. And then the actors makes it harder for them to strike. Mm-hmm. Then, then I think the studios will fucking punish the writers. Then that's when they'll be like, yeah, you just fucking sit out on the sidewalk all summer long. Uh, yeah. I, uh. <laughs> however, it's- now, however, again, however, if the directors are not satisfied with whatever they're being offered, they could, they would walk on June 30th. The actors would walk on June 30th. And then they ha- and then these companies really don't have anything. And I, would predict that and then, and then it, everything would shut down nothing you wouldn't even be able to get around not having a writer on set on some shows everything would shut down mm-hmm. on everything right. and then you'd have a deal by the again they would make a deal by the 4th of July yeah so I mean deep down writers definitely are because like we know what our value is for sure it, nothing exists without us but at the same time it's like I, I feel like writers are just like, come on, directors. And that's like, what I, no, no, no. <laughs> come on. That, again, to me, that, again, we need you that, now more, me, literally more that, than To ever. me, that, that dictates the next six months <laughs> of my life is what the directors do, which is, ins- again, as usual, insane because that's a lot like what life is like as a, as a writer. I mean, how many times have you had a script and you're like, if I get this, it, you know, you wait. Usually, oh, you know, it's, it's like, you know, you got, on Friday, you know, okay, so-and-so's got your script. If he says yes, he's in, you know, or you go oh to the big God. A-list director and you just sit and you wait and you got two days. Directors are so hard to wrangle. Very They're, hard. And like I, you, you have an easier time of getting like Brad Pitt attached to your, uh, fucking script than the director of Highway to Hell. <laughs> they're so hard to fucking because I mean they're the ones that have to spend like most of the time on it. But like, it, they're so hard to get. Yes. That when you do get one engaged on your script, it's like uh, it, it, it really is a, like a miracle. It doesn't matter what level they're at. They it's are true. so it's true. hard. It cha- so like, no, it changes. No, it certainly changes because it makes. It, so here we go. Writers again waiting. No, no, because the, pro- no, the project because the project then becomes kind of real, right? Because you have sure. like you have like a com- captain. Well, because they are v- incredibly important. I mean, writers are too, but like, there's nothing without writers. But I, I mean, I know I've said this so many times, but like, there, there really is like nothing without the director. They're the ones that fucking put it all together. I mean, they do. Yeah, no, they, there's it's a, their it's vision. Incredible. Right? You know, I totally agree. I mean, look, 
I mean, look, I'm just going to have to become a director because I'm so tired of waiting for all this shit. No, um, I, 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 it's, as it's, much as I don't want the responsibility. Well, um, it's a fucking pain. It sounds like such a pain in the ass. Like, I need to, I need to, like, I would love to do it. I just, I need to see it done. Like, again, I don't think it's like splitting atoms, but, like, I need to see it be done. I need to be on a set and actually see it. No, to be I like, totally wait a second, I could actually do that. <laughs> but like just going in cold, having never done it, I, like I don't know that I would have the confidence to really pull it off or know what the fuck, like what to even say to an actor in like a meeting where I'm going to be direct. I wouldn't even know where to start. Right, totally. Or maybe I would, but again, like I, I do, I just, I want to see it be yeah. done. I mean, look, again, it's a year, year and a half of your life as a director. I mean, but that's the same amount of time for a writer. I mean, again, yeah, like no, it takes, true. I mean, it takes, I mean, again, a good script I think usually can take a year, a year and a half to like make it really great if it's good. Right. And then, and then it's going to take another two fucking years to put it together <laughs> right. and then it'll fall apart like five times. <laughs> and it's one of those things where like you, you, uh, you ask yourself like, is there something else that you'd want to do? And I'm just like, not really. No, no fucking way. Man. Like, That's, oh my God. There he is. Patrick is that Bergen. Bergen. That's uh, Bergen. Yeah. I mean, who are we kidding? He's the fucking good guy. Like, yeah, no, no, of course way. not. He's the bad guy. And it's, this is, that's what he looked like at Dan Hanna's that night. <laughs> yeah, it kind of was. Um, I like, there, it's one of those things where it's, uh, um, uh, I feel like I say that a lot to the point where this could actually be the the, the title of the podcast. It's one of those things. <laughs> one of those things. But uh, no, it's true. It's like, is there something else you'd rather be doing? Because it's such a crapshoot. It takes so much time. You spend so much of your fucking brain power <laughs> for the thing to never get made. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, but I don't have to wake up at fucking seven and go to a job that I fucking hate. No, it's true. Which is like, I, I, it offers me the freedom to, to really set my own schedule and do whatever I want. So right. I can't, I'm not ready to do. Uh, to, to fucking trade right, that, right. In. and by the way, this is why this is, and this, and what you just said is also what I is really how you blow up the whole fucking rich kid strike thing because it's like, come on, man! Like, first of all, it's like I'm not like. I don't. Every time somebody, I, I get a lot of like, "Hey, so and so's kid, or you know, just got out of college, wants to be a writer." And I'm all, mm. I tell them all, "Don't do it. <laughs> right. Like, you have to be fucking insane, and you also better fucking have a, a either, you know, you, like, you got to be. It's gonna take. It takes ten years. I remember once some guy had sold a business. He's like, out of nowhere, he's like, I'm going to be a writer. I was like, it will take you a decade. Mm -hmm. It will take you 10 years to get any kind of continuity. And I always say, too, it's like, if you haven't made, if someone hasn't paid you in, in, in a decade, you know, of your life to do this, then you really shouldn't do it. Because it's not, I mean, I, like, I, I, there's so many fucking Twitter Nonsense right now And I'm like What the fuck Where people are like And I'm sure You know If they're listening to this I'm gonna get cancelled But I mean <laughs> like I, You know Where some guys like I'm 67 years old And I finally got my WGA card today Or I got my friend And I'm like What mm. have you done I mean look yeah. If you're happy God Listen God bless you Who am I to judge I mean I I mean I I don't I just I, You know There were so many times Like in my life where I was like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? And you can, you can get spy, you spiral and you get scared. I mean, plenty of conversations I had with Langley where I was like, wait a minute, do we want to do this? Do you really want to keep going? Mm -hmm. Cause I was like, just, just floundering. I didn't know. And could right, I do right, it? And right. could I survive? You know, and you, you know, and then, you know, now, you know, I've have, I have a, a modicum of security 
Not much, but a little, and then I have to go and fucking strike. So you have no yeah. idea. There's a lot of the, and there's a lot of curveballs. Like it, it's not, there is no straight line. That's why it's like you said it the last time we potted. You're never going to be. There's no magic. There's no ingredient. There's no like you get a job. You know, it's not. It's like there's so much stuff that's out of your control. Oh yeah, for sure. I've I've never really, I've never really had that. Like, what am I doing? I've never really had that. I just keep fucking keep fucking working at it. No, I like. Listen, I like. I know. I <laughs> but got I'm, it. But it, I'm, it's also it, I because I, like look, I just fucking sold my first script on my own. That's amazing. Yeah. And I'm just like, and it's like a fucking big idea that literally I tell everybody about, and they're just like, oh, dude, I see that. Holy shit! Right. And then it's like you're right there, and then this fucking strike. Yeah, happen. no, it's like I believe it. no, no, believe me, I know <laughs> that. No, 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 I know, and then it's crazy. No, I think that's when I. That, I think that's like where I was sort of floundering a little bit because like I, I sold a script. And then everyone wanted me to write that script, and then I basically tried to copy that script, but just put it into different mm, oh, things. Yeah. Right. And then I was like, "Wait a second, that's not how it worked. Like, you can't, you know? I mean, like, that's what Succession turned was. You thought so? Well, I read that that guy wrote a Rupert. Uh, oh, oh Rupert yeah, Mur- Rupert Murdoch script. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and then, yeah. and then that didn't go. But it's like, yeah, and no, no, but it's really like that didn't go. Yeah. How did that not? That should have gone, but then it's just like just pivot and put it into something else. And totally, sometimes you, you have to do that. I mean, that was a good story. I've read some other crazy stories about how like he actually had another show, which actually sounded pretty hilarious. About I forget I mean, some something about like you know like NGOs in Africa, and HBO bought it, put it in development, nothing happened, didn't go, and and then like Frank Rich was with the head of HBO. He's not there anymore. He goes, "You're gonna lose Jesse Armstrong. He's gonna go to another. He's uh, gonna go to another network. You better fucking move." Right. And then they and then they called him, and he was like, "Yeah, okay, let's go." And 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 then and then no and they had no expectations for succession. It was supposed to be like it was supposed to be like a utility player because they were really focused. It was gonna like get them to Westworld, where they were like, you know, just spending mm-hmm. a fortune. I mean, I mean, I remember I had a friend on. I think he he did worked on season two or maybe it was season three of Westworld. And one of the Westworlds, they literally they finally. They just spent so much money, and then and they assumed HBO was going to give them more money. And mm-hmm. HBO said, "We're not giving you any more money." I don't like that show. No, it was not. Well, no, that no, I hated that show. I mean, it was like I like it was it was ambitious, but it, it didn't matter. And then meanwhile, your utility player like quietly sneaks up and is becomes like uh, you know. Oh, I mean that's how it darling. always that's yeah. how it always works. It's like Nikola Jokic. Now listen, I lo- now by the way, <laughs> it's like I lo- the second round pick totally. that fucking becomes. It's like Tom Brady. Yeah. No, totally. Now listen, I love I love Succession, and and I know what my summer is going to be like. In addition to a lot of picketing, I'm probably just going to rewatch. I've already started to rewatch the entire thing. Uh-huh. Um, but I was laughing because I was like, oh, there were like 2.9 million, 2.9 million people watched it, mm-hmm. and I was sort of thinking like, well, you know, like that is. Not even remotely close to like how many people watch Yellowstone. That's like a fraction oh, of right. your NCIS right. audience. Yeah, right. I mean, right, I right. get it. I get it. I get like, I get like every, why every network should be chasing those kinds of shows or because they're great. It's a wonderful show. And I'm sorry, that show to me doesn't work if the writing isn't as great as it is. Um, well, like, how many people and, watch the Sopranos finale? That had to have been what? I don't nine, know. ten million? I don't know if it was that many. But that was before streaming. That was when you had to be at your That's couch true. on Sunday That's true. HBO. 
I, and then wasn't Seinfeld like what seventy million something like that? <laughs> um, did you like the Succession finale? I did. It was pretty good. I thought it was great. Well, I was watching. I'm like, man, this is really like a happy lovey dovey ending. Then I, I was like, what's this is weird. It's like happening very easy. And then I hit pause and there's still 15 minutes left. <laughs> I'm like 15 minutes in a series finale is uh, an eternity. Oh my God. It no, is it's a like lifetime. a whole other hour. <laughs> I'm like, wait a second. No, there's no way it's happening. This, there's no way it's coming together this easily. No way. No, no way. No, I, I loved it. I thought it was great, but I did feel bad. I, I mean, you don't really feel bad for any of them because at the end of the day, they, they're all still billionaires. They're all, not only are they billionaires. If you go back and you remember like, they got an even higher stock price. Mm-hmm. Everyone, everyone's going to be just fine. Yeah, because they sell to Scarsgard, uh, so the Roys are getting all that. Like, what's it like one hundred eighty billion dollars, something like that? And they're getting at least two thirds of that because of how many stock. Because they got it's a you know it's a stock and cash takeover. Right, so right. he went up on the price for the stock. So whatever the shares were worth, they're going to crush. They're going to crush. But so, uh, so even the fuck yeah, everybody, all those guys. I mean, that was my the. the that was another great thing. Spoiler alert. Stop listening if you haven't seen it yet. Was when the two older guys, like Frank and Carl, mm-hmm. and Frank goes, like, what do you think, in Golden Parachute? I mean, those guys are going to, those they're guys, gonna, yeah, they're even, though crush. You know, even, though we, even though you know that he's going to kill them, he goes, I'm going to, you know, Frank dead, Carl dead. I don't want those cunts on my shoulder. Mm-hmm. Like, but, like, it doesn't matter because they're still going to get huge payouts. Right, right, right. And it, like, and Roman, Roman just admits he's just a rich kid at the end. He's yeah, just a rich matter. kid it's having a bullshit. martini at the bar. But, like, with Kendall, they, I feel like he kind of got, like, I was actually rooting for him because that speech he gave at the funeral was, like, a great speech. It's like, oh, this guy might be, like, a leader. Maybe. No, he, he also but, but reminds, he's also he also reminds me of Donald idiot. Trump Jr. Because I can <laughs> right, easily right, right. see Donald Trump Jr. screaming, I'm the eldest boy! I'm the oh, eldest boy! For sure. I... It's no, I mean, it really is at the end of the day, you're kind of like, who do I, do you really feel bad for that? Because they're going to be all right. But uh, no, yeah, it was good. But the the reason it was good is because it only went four seasons. Totally. Because that's the problem when these shows go like eight seasons. They, the ending is always like, wow, that ending is, I guess, good, but it's not good because the show went on too long and they wrapped like... Like the uh, like, I'm trying to think what what like like Game of Thrones was like so hurried and rushed and like it felt so like just like thin and shitty because like you just went on too long and you, you yeah. opened up so many doors that you didn't get to close. I mean, I, because yes, you just I, you opened yeah. up too many and it's like, hey, well, what about that thing in uh, season six? It's like. And that was season six. It went on too long. Uh, yeah, and I will also pause. It's like that. lost. Uh, yeah, you open right. up too many portals, and it's like don't everybody's mad when you don't close all those portals. It's like, well, maybe that show should have only gone like three or four seasons. <laughs> but you can't because you're making so much fucking money. No, you can't. Like, but I, listen, also, I would I would say in defense of um, I would also say in defense of. Um, of um, Game of Thrones, like they outpaced the source material. Well, yeah, right. That, that. I always think that that had a big because it the shows got. I mean, the seasons of that show got decidedly weaker once they were no longer basically adapting George R. R. Yeah, right, books. Right, there was some like it lost some nuance. No, it became trashy TV. Yeah, I mean, that's, right. I mean, look, and that's why I like that House of Dragons so much because you're like, oh, they, you can tell they got some great source material, mm-hmm. so you can really dive in and sort of like pull out like the good stuff from the book. I mean, look, I again, but you're right about amount of seasons like breaking bad better call Saul like perfect amount of time no I oh even the Sopranos I think could have ended at, at season five. Oh, for sure when he's walking home like him and Carmela reunited right he ki- Johnny Sachs going to jail right he, he got rid of all like he got rid of his cousin who was kind of that like last little like 
like you didn't really know about him until that season, but it's like he he got rid of him. This is literally this movie's turned into like a B fifty twos music video. Yeah, no, it's insane what's going on here. I, I, like it, they, oh, oh man, Ooh, oh, right wow. through the whoa, oh. right, into, right into Zion. So it's like the Blues Brothers. Yeah, the cop car just flying through the. But uh, but it it just felt like he kind of like conquered his demons a little bit. He goes home to Carmela. They 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 patch things up totally. He, he got rid of like his biggest enemies, like like New York, like they're 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 in shambles. It's like oh okay, like yeah. Even though they fucking murdered Adrian, <laughs> it's like which was a little fucking dark. But that show could have ended there. The Van Morrison song cues. It's yeah. like oh that I, I'd be satisfied with that. But you keep things going longer. It's like you don't be mad when it's like. Oh, but they didn't. They didn't solve this. It's like, yeah, but that's because it went too long. With, that's with what, succession, that's, that's they, what AI is going to do for all these fucking fan, fandos. That AI, fan, I, fan, I'm, I'm not. I'm not on board the AI. Oh, it's garbage. I, I think it's bullshit. And you know, you know why? Is because like, all right. So let's say Chad GPT. Uh, let's say a studio exec types in a movie idea to Chad GPT, right? And it writes it for them, right? That, you, that studio exec's not going to have notes, yeah. And then they're going <laughs> to plug in notes in the Chad GPT. Chad GPT is going to be like, what is Ern? That moment. <laughs> no, to- no. First of all, it's all ChatGPT is going to be like, wait, what is what is uh, what's an arc? <laughs> but people seem to have lost the plot on what art is. I mean, literally, I'm like seeing all this AI shit about like, you know, you know, whatever, whatever, you know, filling in the what the space that you don't see, like in the Mona Lisa or whatever, and like pulling out. It's like uh, uh, this new fucking thing everyone's like jerking off over, and I'm literally like. First of all, the Mona Lisa is a f- overrating, a overrated <laughs> painting, and going to see it at the Louvre is like, oh god! I mean, it's literally like you know, it sort of reminds me of the Sistine Chapel. You could die in the Sistine Chapel, and you'd still walk out of the I've room. I've seen the Sistine so, Chapel. It's not, it's not, it's like whatever. It's ruined by so many people. But again, like I don't look at the Mona Lisa and wonder what the fuck are on the fr- on the, on the frames. This right. is this whole NFT shit. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, to me. look I'm where like, that look where that went. Yeah, nowhere because it's ridiculous. <laughs> Right. I mean, like, literally, it's like, oh, I mean, like, again, like, this obsession with, like, like this is why like, these tech bros are such fucking losers. I mean, it's like, literally, like, like, do they ever get tired of ruining everything? I mean, uh, I mean, it's like, you don't, certain things are better left to the imagination. Some things are better left reading. And by the way, like, not every ending is ever going to be that satisfying to, to everybody. Like, I mean, I don't know, you're sticking the, sticking the landing. I get a lot of people who are like, oh, man, I didn't like the success. And I'm like, what's your beef with it? They're like, how did how did Ship change her mind so many times in like five minutes? I'm like, what do you? Fi-? I'm like, literally, I'm like, for you, you can feel that way. But it doesn't mean like it's an indictment of the whole show. I mean, that made total sense to me. She fucking didn't like her brother. No, look she really, her, she really look didn't. Look at her fucking reaction when she, there's two great like cutaway shots in the scene when they were in the office. They're like sit in the chair. It's not a magic chair. Then they both have a reaction when he sits in their dad's chair. And then she has another reaction when he puts his feet on his desk. Yeah, right, right, right. And also, she uh, she she's now married to the fucking king. She's got more power with Tom than she did hitching her wagon to her brother's fucking a little, star. Yeah, a little bit. But I was also sort of laughing about that, though. I'm like, God, you know, the one tragedy is is like they're now totally out there, and this is the Logan's ultimate tragedy, right? He's dead. Waystar Royco is now Gojo. There's <laughs> nothing. There's no. There's no family lineage anyway because because he couldn't name a successor in life. There is none in 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 death. Cause it's like, yeah, she's Tom's, she's the CEO's wife. Mm-hmm. So she's kind of like her 
mom. She's kind of become her mom a little bit. And this is, and on top of that, I was laughing because I'm like, you also like you also like you were you were passed over for Tom Wamsgans. <laughs> is there is she like now that Tom is the CEO? Is there a part of her that's just like? Really way more attracted to him for the first time ever. Probably. She's probably at the bar being like, he won the Game of Thrones. <laughs> I mean, maybe a little bit. Have you guys seen that show, Game of Thrones, on HBO? And they're like, yes, Shiv. And she's like, well, Tom won it. I mean, she's not like a, she's not a good person. She's a, they're, they're fucked. They're all scumbags. Again, so like, she ends up richer than Tom. She has way more stock. Well, I mean, all that. those guys walk away with it. You know, that's why like ultimately Connor seemed like the happiest, even oh, though his yeah. wife doesn't want him to live in the apartment. <laughs> his stupid presidential. Yeah, run. Or, or his belief that he's going to be the ambassador to Slovenia. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I, it was, yeah. I mean, I can, I kind of get it, but at the end of the day, yeah, no, she hated fucking Kendall. Yeah, no, I totally. I mean, she really did, but uh, she she's now like still kind of in it. She's still she's she's gonna be. Tom's going to fucking consult with her. Oh, sure, on like gonna, yeah. everything. So she's she's technically still in the game, right? I mean, she more so than the other two. And who knows and how I think long? She probably is, knew that. Yeah, and Tom, who knows how long Tom stays? I, I mean, he's gonna drive that company into the fucking ground. <laughs> maybe, maybe, but he turned out to be pretty good at his thing. So I, I mean, I imagine. I mean, again, like what they were gonna like they want. He was good at ATN. That was what they wanted was to keep Fox News, which is what Rupert did anyway. Uh, yeah, true. He sold everything to Disney and he kept Fox News because it's like fucking mula mula. But also, I gotta say, like, shout out to Tom when he when he walks into the office, like, what that? Do- I mean, think about like what selling a screenplay does for your confidence. Think about like what getting like the girl you want does for your confidence. Think about what just having like a career does. I mean, getting for your the girl confidence. of your dreams lasts for about five five well, se- five seconds. Then you have sex with them, and, and the look of disappointment <laughs> on their face is such that you're like, that was that was a good. I'm, I'm glad my dream will live on. Hers is but over. When he walks into that room, it's like for the first time you see, he seems very confident. Oh he's yeah, just he like, a, no, like, he knew exactly what he was going to do. He had a plan because he was in power. Now he didn't have to like he was, but again, I kind of like I was like I kind of believed it. I was like I think he actually might do all right. Oh yeah, he already had, he was going to keep Jerry. He was going to fire. He was going to fire Frank and Carl, mm-hmm. and he was going to clean house. And then he was going to do whatever Gojo wanted. I mean, he reminded. By the way, those exact he reminded he reminds me of a particular television exec I've worked with a lot, where the guy is. On the surface, just a fucking moron, but he just fails up and he fails up and he fails up and he fails up. And I, and I'm sure in my lifetime, he will be in charge of, 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 or at very high up. Oh yeah. Right. On the exact, I mean, cause he's, you know, he's still there. And no, I mean, I don't want to give Tom too much credit, but like, cause he, yeah, he's probably just going to be a total yes man. But like, I don't know. You just saw, he just seemed like to have this confidence and I guess who wouldn't when no, you just fucking won the, the lottery CEO? like yeah, that. Totally. Like, of course anybody would. But I mean, again, yeah. But again, like if you're the C- again, you're the CEO, I mean, and you're yes man, that's all you have to be until finally, like everyone's a yes man to you. I mean, it, it, she says it, he's an empty suit. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, there's a couple of guys I know who have been very, very, who are very, very, very successful, who are very, very impressive. After that, the list is over. Everybody else I know who is successful was literally born on third base. They have never had any fucking worry about failing because there was not a world where they were going to fail. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, I mean, uh, you know, there's lots of fail sons and and fail daughters all over the place. But at the same time, like again, like 
when you have that kind of money, there's never, there's ne- you're never going to fall that far. No, never. You know, never. Uh, um, but, but yeah, never. Um, I was, but there was a part of me that was like pulling for Kendall. But it's weird. It would have been f- great to see Kendall win. I mean, that's all he wanted. The whole and again, like to me, that was like the, the funny thing about again the funny great thing about that show and the great thing about that writing of that show is it was his show it was about Kendall and the question really always was was he was he going to take over for Dad or not from the pilot all the way to the end it was always that was always what it was mm-hmm. and how, but then that would have been just such an easy obvious end. It's like what you end with him on top And it's just like well so that's it Yeah no it couldn't have been I mean and then again and that, But what I liked again what I liked about the, What I thought was so f- great about the show Was like he was better than his brother and sister He would have been good at it I think if given the chance right. I mean he was silly and and uh, no, but he, you know what he insecure. did. He, he made it. He made he made choices. I did again. <laughs> what's fun about it is, it's like now I've gone back. I'm now I'm back rewatching. Um, and now, and you know the ending, and I have to say, like the much like the Sopranos, you really start to appreciate. I mean, the the thing that's interesting about the Sopranos, the thing that's interesting about the Sopranos is like. It was, it was revolutionary for, for, for different reasons, uh, for all tons of reasons, and it's still so brilliant. The great thing about The Sopranos, though, is that like they were all very like contained seasons. Like It was a beginning, a middle, and end of the season. Like You knew who the bad guy was in a particular season, yeah, right. and then, but it was kind of resolved at the end of the season. What I'm sort of getting into with some of these newer TV shows that I really fucking like is it's like... They are like they really are, they do feel like novels, and I think Breaking Bad would be the the first one you would look at it. They, they was set over a specific time period, and and, they, and it was a beginning and a middle and end of the whole series. And I think that's true of Succession because I'm going back and watching Succession, and you're just seeing things, and you know the ending, and you're like, oh, it really is. It's all building towards this one fucking crazy thing. Right. Right. Well, I, uh, my whole thing with Kendall, when you meet him in the beginning of the show, you're just like, God, this fucking doofus. Oh, he's such an but ass. But then he's when, he, when he relapses yeah. and he gets back into the drugs, at the end of season one, he's got this, like, confidence to him. I'm just like, man, like, I kind of like this guy now. Like, he starts drinking, doing drugs again. He's like, he's got more of a fuck it. Like, he's a little bit, he's a, almost a better version of himself. For oddly. sure. Oh, and I was yeah. like, oh, like, it's all about how he... Maybe he will take this over, but then he just goes in such a weird direction last season when he's trying to be this, like, woke fucking rock star. Yeah, well, sometimes <laughs> the drugs like, are no, so this good. Guy, this guy is a fucking buffoon. Yeah, totally. Um, <laughs> and, like, just his, some of his creative ideas. Uh, like those yeah. jackets. Oh yeah, but it's bad. but it's but it, but he makes choices. It's like it's like a, with a writer or an actor, just like make a choice. Yeah, and he doesn't look back on. No, it. He's like he I'm doesn't. gonna go. That's, I'm gonna wear the Top Gun. That's why I'm I think gonna, he would. I'm gonna wear the Top Gun jacket. <laughs> he would have won in a few things and and fucking had egg on his face in a few of them. But oh, like big time. I think ultimately he probably would have been good. But like he's still gonna be all right. Like Ooh, he's gonna yeah. take a walk. He's gonna look out at the Statue of Liberty. Then he's probably gonna go home and be like, all right, what can I do? What else? What else can I do? Sorry, or, or yeah, he's gonna yeah. fucking nor- quick. That, wait, just like. a qu- just a quick aside here though. The advertising on Comet this morning is so fucking depressing. Mutual first, of Omaha. Well, yeah. For, no, well, first we watched the ASPCA. Like these poor dogs have been suffering and animals. Now we're watching Mutual of Omaha Insurance Company, but it's all about life insurance, how much a funeral costs, how much. I mean, it's just like come on. I haven't like, seen one Camp Lejeune ad all day. No, well, I know. Well. Did that was I that resolved? A, I take a Camp Lejeune ad right now over uh, Mutual of Omaha telling me how much my funeral is going to cost. Because by the time you and I die, it's going to be thou- even more expensive. 
Yeah, it probably will be. Oh God, you're not even. You know, literally, you're just gonna want, like you're just gonna be like, listen, you know, just take me to the incinerator. They'll be like, <laughs> like you know, qu- by that time, Amazon will have like uh, corner uh, Am- corner corner store crematorium. Yeah, you can get a coffin <laughs> on Amazon. Not yeah, well, yeah. Or just go. You can just go drop your body off at like your local Amazon incinerator, <laughs> and it'll put it in like a nice, put you in a nice little like box that'll say Amazon on it. Yes, yeah. <laughs> seriously. Courtesy of courtesy of. Jeff Bezos. <laughs> um, look at this cop car. Wow. It's amazing that he's still trying to get out of the desert and he's still being pursued because it looked like a scene ago that Patrick Bergen was done. Yeah, I don't know what I don't know what's what's going on. I mean, granted we have it on mute, but <laughs> I still it's now it's like fucking Mad Max. Wow, dude. The, 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 it, I mean, it, this is just cracked. This movie's just cracked out. Like, oh yeah, and again, the, the amount of cocaine that was used in the writing and filming of this movie. See, it, but like, see, AI could AI could never write this. This is why I'm, this is what I'm saying. Like everyone's like AI could never write The Godfather. AI could never write Succession. AI could never write Highway. No, I AI know, would never have the to- wherewithal in that. I don't think they ever. <laughs> fucking will only humans can come up with absurd shit AI they keep it so loose and I'm telling you a fucking studio exec's gonna type it into AI then they're gonna start talking to AI in that like exec lingo that's fucking excruciating AI's gonna be like I don't know what you're talking about. I never want to write another screenplay ever again. <laughs> and studio is going to have to take that AI script, go to a writer and be like, Hey, can you rewrite this? Cause the computer doesn't know what the fuck I'm, what the, what the fuck I'm talking about. And then there we go. I just, I think AI is just, I, I think it'll be useful for some shit. I just like this whole, I understand why we're concerned about it for sure. I get it. But like, I, I, they're, they're never gonna. They're gonna be. They're, it's gonna drive a studio exec crazy. Well, because yes. we know how studio execs think, and we know the lingo. AI is gonna be like so lost to the point where AI is gonna come to writers and be like, "Hey, what is uh, what does circle back mean? What is er, what is earned mean? What is uh, what is uh, what is some other fucking lingo that they use? It's, it's ridiculous. Dude, those are the, those are the, the yeah." <laughs> And then you're also going to, yeah, but you'll never be able to talk to, you know, you'll, ne- yeah, or the note behind the note. Seriously. Or like, like when, when, when a studio exec says, I want that, uh, I want something like that. I want that, but not that. Right. And then oh, the computer's going to be like, I don't know what you're talking about. It's going to short circuit. Please never use me for Hollywood ever it's, it's again. It's going to short, no, it's going to, it'll kill the, exe- like, it'll kill the executive. That's literally when AI becomes a Terminator. Cause it, well, we were talking about the, the taking over of robots, like fucking studio execs and agents are robots. They're already robots. Well, wait a second. There's here, like yeah, cyborgs. Here, right, but again, this is, again, I will also... the way like, they talk. W- w- yeah, but here's some things that AI, I think, are... Here's, here are the things that I... Oh, Jesus. Look at this. Here's the things, here are the things that, are con- that do concern me about AI. I don't think they'd be used to, like... They can't do... No, they can't do succession. They can't do anything. But what they can do is they can minimize the number of writers in a room. Yeah, for sure, yeah. And also, what they... You know, again... But here's the other thing that's so crazy to me. If I was a fucking agent, again... Agents' bread and butter is their television businesses. It's not the feature film business. It's like right. they make their money in TV. And now they've now, thankfully they they lost to the WGA in the whole pat. You can't package anymore. They all had to divest from their production companies, which was great because they're fucking agents. Right. Agents is not agents are not a. You don't become an agent to become Kendall Roy. But there are some Kendall Roy agents out there oh, with yeah. that kind of money and power. Yeah, there really are. So I don't understand why they're not. Again, I know everyone, they've all said they stand with their writers and all that stuff. There's, a, you know, some of these agents party with some of these execs who we're striking against. And I'm like, wait, guys, like, 
you know, AI, AI is going to hurt your bottom line too. Cause if you can't get, if, if the goal, and I do think this is the goal, cause I do think there's enough hacky showrunners out there who do think that they are fucking God's gift or they're very, you know, that they could do it all themselves. When in, when in actual, again, I would point out succession had something like nine writers well, the same crew of writers, every single writer, and some of them are just so great. Mm-hmm. Um, same with Breaking Bad and, and Better Call Saul. Like these were clearly great showrunners who who were able to, uh, you know, spread the wealth, so to speak. I mean, I have a constant, and 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 also have also have the um, also have the the confidence to know that like. I don't need my name on every single script. Like, you know, I need these writers because a great showrunner knows exactly like you're not going to have, you're not going to get nine unicorns. Like a good showrunner will have like four or five, but you'll have one guy who's really fucking good at first drafts. You'll have one girl who's incredible at pitching, you know, and someone who's good at jokes, someone who's good at acting. Totally. Who's going to go on set and talk to all this stuff. And so like, I'm, you know, I do think like the era of the, of the insecure, Showrunner is over, uh, but but I mean, but AI I think only prolong. I mean, you know, AI I think only would prolong that sort of system where it's like one showrunner, one AI, and that's the showrunner. Like, that's all I need. Just give me a computer to help me through the rough patches. Right. Maybe that's maybe that's all they do need. I don't know. I I mean, I don't know. My life with my life turned into like going to the office, going into an office and talking to a computer. I think I, I, that would be really depressing. People just need to be, that's the thing. People need to be careful with like, this is going to take over. Like the only thing that really has taken over is like water. That's true. (laughs) You know, like, or like, like, uh, like fucking houses and like buildings, like, and cars. Like I, I, I think it's more like, oh, it's going to take over. It's like, you got to be careful of what you say is going to take, like taking over. That's a big, that's a big statement. Like, right. oh, it's going to take over. It's like easy. Like we thought VR was going to take over. Google Glass is going to take over. Like the internet. Okay. Yeah. The internet kind of took over. Jesus. Yeah. This is just getting the internet. The internet did kind of take over because the internet's fucking amazing. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't know. And there's so many, so many benefits and yeah, there's some dark shit to it, but like there's so many benefits to the internet. Like, it just I, I think that's what it is. Like everybody's so quick to say it's gonna take over. Right. It's like right, ah, right. I don't know that it's just gonna tell like you like, you really just have no like okay, human beings are fucking deranged and twisted, but like human beings also do some pretty impressive shit. Yes, like, they do. Have you watched like the NBA playoffs? Have you watched <laughs> like you know, movies? Have you watched like the, uh I don't know, soldiers and I, anything, even fucking we're a pretty impressive species. I mean, even with all our fucking flaws. For sure. Sure. And, and by I'm just the way, like, things let's, are cut, let's yeah. just cut back on the, this is going to take over. That's going to take over. Like as socks took over, like these things feel great <laughs> on my feet. You know? Like shoes took over because if you don't wear them, you're going to step on a nail and fucking cut your foot. Like, I, I just I th- I just think there's a lot of flaws and holes in the AI and just like mis- to- miss yes. me on that's going to take over. Well, like, right, but I, yeah, totally. And also, and also, by the way, I think people also sort of Patrick Bergen's going to take over. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like, why he didn't become a bigger star after this performance, I have no idea. No, it kind of all makes sense. Yeah, now. but like, yeah. The other big thing about all out, ooh, ooh, the end. I like <laughs> that was a, that was the final shot. Interesting. Um, but the other big thing that I found sort of. You know this whole thing about AI and taking taking over is that like I, there is this element where it's like, um, wow, hold on, what a we, what a what a like, wait a second, we've got to we've got to take a we got to hold a conversation right now. This movie we've just seen, 
is giving us a full backstory as to what happened to our main character. But it's but it's such a dark like like uh, it's look into the future like a black screen with this. This is like the font that would be like the beginning of a found footage movie. Yeah, like this what is, you were uh, about to watch like actually happened. This is like a dark like. I don't, what is this called? That's not a title up. It's like a, a a future breakdown of what what happened to the characters. Usually, it's done with like a still shot of the guy. He's like playing oh with the dog. God. It's like Jerry this went is, on to. This is so bizarre. <laughs> Adam now lives with his aunt and uncle in Cleveland. I mean, that's a level of specificity that AI would never come up with. This actually for might Beazle have been written by AI. You know, I think I think uh, Patrick Bergen plays Beazle for sure. For Beazle, the game goes on. Yeah. Whatever the game is, I sit on a desert hill smoking a cigar. Is Beazle like Beelzebub? Probably. Is that, yeah, right, of course. Uh, there yeah, we there go. Beazle, Beazle, Patrick Bergen. First, 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 first name on the lineup. Wow. Um, special Again, that appearances. was Gilbert Gottfried. Gilbert Gottfried's Hitler. Wow. wow the whole, and the whole Stiller game was in there. And Ben Stiller was uh, Attila the Hun. I had no idea. Um, oh, okay. But here's the other. Oh, but here's the other thing. Everything old is new again, right? I mean, like, I, like I think it'll be in a year to two years. Netflix will Netflix will move away from the um, binging. Um, binging. I, I just maybe. I, I there's just a hunt. Well, first of all, no one's binging. Fucking 10 episodes of FUBAR if there's commercials. <laughs> wait, what's FUBAR? That's the new Schwarzenegger show. Oh, wait. I, yeah, I, I was like, I, I saw that last night. Which, by the way, is a straight fucking network show from the 90s, only with fuck, only with bad, only with bad words. Ah, I mean, Marvel it, Schwarzenegger. <laughs> it is literally got, it's like every episode, they have the same sets. Everybody meets in like the situation room. Mm-hmm. They get their Mission. There is a you know. There's like one kind of bad guy, but there's like a little mission in every episode to like figure out how to get the bad guy. And they're on the same private jet. You have the same shot of the private jet flying over a city with lights, and they mm-hmm. do do a mission. Right, right. I was like, this is a straight fuck. This is NCIS. I mean, Netflix is really fucking moving. Every day, like every one of their because sh- their shows are terrible and they can't compete with HBO. Right. Um. They, but but that's okay. I mean, so they're really they're fully bank going in. They're like it's like network. It's very easy. Doesn't ask you to think too much. And I, I mean, I love Fubar. I, I you know. It. I mean, look, it's designed to. I mean, again, a lot of these things are designed to binge. So I can't. Don't think you can. I mean, like even Ozark. Ozark was like you couldn't binge Ozark. You could probably like do two, maybe a two for, maybe a right. three for if you're really hungover right, and right, feeling right. bad that day. But like. Once, it, but there's no way, there's no way you're going to fucking be able to binge with commercials. I just don't think oh, so. Oh no! I mean, I'm, that's the thing. I'm trying to watch that show, and I, I like it a lot. Uh, uh, fucking uh, jury duty. Oh right. And I, it's great, but then like the commercials, I'm just like, God damn it, freebie. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, freebie doesn't have the money to. Right? No, it's freebie. I mean, you got <laughs> Somebody's got to pay for this shit. That's the same as true of like, um, but like. I never watched Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul on AMC because the show I couldn't get through the shows with the commercials. I watched the final season with commercials. I, it's a pain in the ass. I get it. I mean, look. By the way, but again, if, like, this is why Netflix is hilarious because like that the shows that the most popular shows on Netflix they have nothing to do with. 
yeah, they right, don't like produce. You. Yeah, like you or they it didn't start with them. Yeah, or, came or from somewhere yeah, else. Or like AM or they came from AMC, like Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad, we got better call Saul thanks to Netflix. Like that's your contribution mm-hmm. to the art. Because right. AMC was thinking about pulling the plug. Oh, there we go. Camp Lejeune. Wait, I'm gonna piss real quick. Good boy. All right. Okay. Right, now uh, yeah, back. Uh, so you you uh see so you were talking about the Camp Lejeune. <laughs> I, I talked a little bit about the Camp Lejeune ad. That's the most detailed I've ever ever seen it because when it comes up in my uh, in my uh, Gmail, I delete immediately. Really? Yeah. I just love that we were like that 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 like I can't even imagine like how like think about how hard like basic training is and just being <laughs> in the military. Like I can't believe they were just giving these soldiers swamp water. <laughs> That's so dark. Nothing I'd rather drink. I'd rather drink the water that that comes out of your nose in a navage. Than yeah, no, God, no, it's the water. No, no, no I know, I mean, you know, it's terrible. <laughs> but I guess nothing surprised me anymore because what was that? What was that other? What was that place? The Tuskegee Airmen when they were just when they just giving those guys uh, syphilis. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Something fucking horrible. There was some other military unit, like black soldiers. I think were tested on Eesh. without their knowledge. Have you ever used one of these things, the Navaj uh, neti pot? No, I should get into oh it, though. God. God knows my poor nose needs some some irrigation. Oh, my God. Those <laughs> things are so... I'm going to get a neti pot today. Speaking... Get, no, get a Navaj. Oh, we'll get it'll, a Navaj. It'll, it'll, anytime you have a cold, the mucus is just like, oh, man, I was having fun in here. And you just get <laughs> it just gets flushed right out. Oh, man, I love it. Yeah, but again, like, dude, who is watching Comet? We got neti pots. We got <laughs> old the, people. Old, the help me, I've fallen, I can't get up shit, the life alert. Um, I guess that really senior citizens falling. I guess it's like timeless. It never gets old. You can kind of keep this old. thing going. I've fallen and I can't get up. I mean, come. I mean, I, I. You know. I mean, I. That's how my weekend went. So Memorial Day weekend, we just got through it. Let's see here. I probably crushed seventy five hard seltzers. Oh Pratt. really? You had you had a good weekend. I, I did it. I mean, my weekend started Thursday night. Went out to di- went out to dinner at the Sunset Tower on mm. Thursday night. Nice. That's always a fun spot. Oh, great the, view of the city from the that best. restaurant. Yeah. No. I know. I got we. I got an incredible table. Um, just you know, delicious food. I mean, that place is just the best. Memorial Day is weird. I talked about it last year when I was doing the solo pod. And that I, I didn't really know exactly what Memorial Day was because <laughs> I always thought Veterans Day was yeah, when no, we honored. Confu- yeah, yeah. But, but Veterans Day, those they're they're still alive, and we're celebrating the ones that are still alive, kind of. Or, or are we? I think it, it's both. It's, right? it's murky. I feel like it's both. I mean, I know Memorial Day. We're, I mean, Memorial Day is really, really. I mean, I this year I made a point to talk about Vietnam. Whoa. Look at the look, New York look City. At, look at the towers. What is this? Was is this Richard fucking, Donner? Did Muhammad Atta fucking film this? Yeah. <laughs> Tom McCabe. Oh, McCavich. That's a, like a famous Tom, writer. Yeah, Tom Mankiewicz. Oh, delirious. Oh, this oh, is the a best. John Kennedy. Yeah. All right. The, look at the font. It, it's like it, this is. This doesn't feel like a movie. It feels like a fucking ABC show. Dude, from like this is great. The 70s. John, John Kennedy is the guy from Succession. Is in this who plays um, who plays uh, Carl David Raishi is in this. Great actor. Look at this. Um, wow. And it's got a Prince song playing right now. Do, 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 do. And, delirious. And the, yeah, and this. Oh yeah, yeah, a little Prince song. Good, great, great song. But yeah. I mean, 
the opening of that was like full 9-11. Yeah, very, like right, that, right. You're right, going right to right, the tower. Right into the tower. Jeez. That was really scary. I'm surprised they even still show that because people are so quick to kind of cut stuff out. I, can't, I, mean, like that, I really hope they would never do that because I always like seeing it. Now my kids see it and I'm like, let me tell you how those things went down. Yeah, right. Um, Jerry Orbach. Yeah. Uh, Raymond Burr. Um, so, um, yeah, so, yeah, Memorial Day. Memorial Day, though, some, a lot of times feels like it's kind of like, and maybe, again, I'm going to be wrong, so I'll probably be canceled. It seems to be, really seems to be taken over by, like, World War II mm. memories and stuff. This year I was trying to do, like, let's let's talk about Vietnam with, you know, um, in my mind, not out loud. I was just like, I'm going to think about Vietnam today. So I <laughs> <laughs> do, um, I, uh, but uh, it really is... Uh, I was always just kind of confused. I was just like, wait, what? Because with Veterans Day, I was always, I just never, I never sat and thought about what Memorial Day was. But it's also like, like 4th of July, I get why you have a barbecue. It's like, you know, oh, America's birthday. But a Memorial Day barbecue, eh, a little somber. I mean, no, it's a little somber. (laughs) I mean, again, like until I got older, I mean, again, I always used to think of Memorial Day weekend as like, that's the kickoff to summer. Well, there's that, and, you know, and I, it, it's always the lacrosse national championship. Oh, Jesus! That's what I always remembered. Um, that's but it's, so there's, funny. there's just something. There is a somberness to it, and yes, it's just like a little bit. Yes. Let's let's pay our respects to uh, to all these fallen soldiers, and it's just like, hey, why do you like your burger? <laughs> You want bacon wrapped around your hot dogs? I mean, I guess you're like, you're celebrating the freedom, but it's just, um, it's, uh, what would a production executive say about Memorial Day? It's like, it's a little murky. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. (laughs) Like, we don't, like, you know, let's be aspirational. We don't want to, uh, we don't want to, uh, you know, um, (laughs) it's like, seem like we're insensitive. I haven't been to a Memorial Day cookout in, like, ages. Like a long time. It's weird. I don't know I, why. I, I don't know what happened. I, no, I hadn't. I hadn't. Again, I hadn't been either. It also, I feel like it had been a long time since um, we didn't go anywhere. Thanks, fucking writer's strike. Uh, <laughs> I was here. Uh, but it was that. It actually was. A, I mean, I don't know. There seemed to be a lot. I, I seem to do a lot of activities this weekend. It was a lot of activities. Yeah. What did I do this? Well, I mean, I, my speaking of like fucking Karen Bass's L.A., my moped was uh, someone tried to steal it. I was out in Koreatown. Someone tried to steal it. I got back to it. The key, the key wasn't going in. I'm like, oh, that's weird. It usually slides right in. And then I eventually had to like push it in, and the the it wouldn't turn, and the steering wheel was was locked. Like so, the, well, I, that's basically what makes it really hard to steal. Because if you try to steal it, you're just going to be going in circles because the steering wheel's locked to oh. the side. So I couldn't unlock it. And it was like one thirty, and I I, had to call, I called a tow truck. Took like the tow truck two and a half hours to get to me. I was just sitting in Koreatown with my moped. Oh like the person God. that I was did out with, they, some, did they you had get gone some home. tall boys. No, I mean everything was fucking closed. I didn't get home till like four thirty. Oh my god! And I'm, and I'm I had to carry like the, we had to carry this Vespa into my courtyard, the tow truck driver, and like my fucking hands were just like crushed. Oh, because like I rose again, like so. The, the, oh, that's Mark Bone Jr. Yeah, He's from Sons of Anarchy. Oh yeah. Um, it was a nightmare. Unbelievable. And, I, and then I had to do the same thing yesterday because I had to have it towed up to the Vespa repair shop. And we again, we had to carry it. My shoulders are all fucking Oh, my God. Up. Oh, and this is my Vespa guy right now calling Oh, me. yeah. I mean, it's all ready to get picked up. Um, um, shit, I kind of want to take his call on the pod, but I'll, I'll, I'll send him a voicemail. But uh, Oh, man. Oh, sorry, man. Carlos. I got to do shout outs. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
What in the heavens are we gonna like? Unbelievable. I mean, so, so like, but no, so, so somebody so, tried to break, steal your tried Vespa. To steal, someone tried to steal in it in K Town. In K Town, which it was my fault. I kind of parked it in a, in, a, in a dumb area. Uh, it was around the corner from this bar I was at, and uh, but but then like sitting around, I was just like, yeah, it was like three, and I was like, <laughs> there's like MS13 around there. Oh man! I mean, Brandon used to always see MS13 graffiti. I see MS13 graffiti in my apartment. I'm just like back on my, in my alley. I'm just like, oh dude, this is so unsafe. <laughs> But, but then you try to put, like, a scowl on your face, like, don't fuck with me. Yeah, just leave me alone. <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah, that, I was, so I got to go. I, I think Carlos is probably done with it by now. Oh, nice. But uh, let's get into some shout-outs. Yes. Yeah, let's do it. Let's get, uh, let's do it. Um, where is the song? Where are you, Kiss? Got it all queued up. There it is. Always have it. All right, here we go. I don't have them written down yet, so let's just let's wing it here. Oh my god! Um, shout out! Hey, shout out to the meme I made the, when servers and kitchen staff date. Oh yes, yeah, shout out! Hundred and twenty-four thousand likes. Wow! I thing I don't know. It's like gone viral. Shout out! <laughs> shout out to the fucking that meme. Shout out! Um, that was just like a throwaway meme, but it fucking it's got it's got some stain. Like meme lord. Uh, hey, shout out Tracy Craft Life. Ooh, shout Big out. shout out. Hey, shout out Lizzie Buttons. Shout out. Shout out. Hey, shout out uh, Aliki X. Hey, shout, shout out. Shout out. Hey, shout out, uh, shout out Billy Fenwick. Shout out. Shout out last one. Shout out. Hey, shout out Brett Z69420. Shout hey, out. shout out AMM59. Shout out. Shout out, guys. Thanks for supporting the page. Thanks for listening if you are listening. Shout People out. Are, you know what? People are listening. I know. Num- the numbers are numbers are shooting up. Uh, well, let's have a conversation with Pachi Mama. The and uh, those conversations <laughs> ended. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, mama. Uh, the pot is hot. The pot is hot. I don't have a Camp Goodbye Wreck of the Week. Uh, or, or do I? No, I don't think I... Uh, you know what I wish was my Camp Goodbye Wreck of the Week? Shawshank Redemption with Charlie Sheen. Yeah, it. me too. <laughs> we should talk about rebooting that. That's a good... That's a good... Um, that's I'm a, the guy that, that can get you things. Yeah. Mostly drugs. Yeah, let's, we could reboot... <laughs> Shawshank Redemption with Charlie Sheen. God, damn it. I, put I him just, in the put him in the jail that Barry is in at the beginning of Barry season four. I, Barry, I, I still haven't finished Barry. It got it, it lost its charm. I Big feel time. like it just, that show was dark, but there was like charming and silly. It's not like now it's just fucking intense and heavy and like just I'm like ah. I was listening to an uh, interview with Bill Hader. Apparently, Bill Hader never wanted to be a comedian. He wanted to be a director. Right. I, yes, I listened. Was this the smart list? It was, which I just like discovered. Yeah, it, is, love, it is a pretty good podcast. It's a great pod. I'm also, got to say, like that's my that's a Camp Good Boy record of the week. That smart list on the road on HBO is a pretty charming documentary. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I'll have to watch Usually that. Usually, I fucking hate documentaries. When, I mean, because, again, it's the usual, like, the three really, really rich, famous guys on a private jet and the really fancy hotels they're staying in. But mm-hmm. they're all, they're pretty, they're really charming guys. And so you're like, oh, I don't hate them for this. They, yeah, no, they, they have something. Uh, at first, I thought that it was just, like, I just don't never give a fuck what celebrities have to say right so i was like it's just another celebrity we have a podcast and because we're celebrities and we have the audience and right. it's like but then, then you listen to it it's like wait no that like the banter is great yeah so even if those guys weren't celebrities that thing would probably still be popular well for sure because it's great no great banter That's no the thing the one thing yeah again the one thing i think that, that that pays off their celebrity is that they get great guests and i honestly i think that a podcast could exist without the guests because their banter is that good Listen, it's not Camp Goodboy uh, quality, <laughs> right. but it's close. It's the, close. I think it's just like that. There, there is a vibe. There's a chemistry, and, and like 
Yeah, I, I, I was like, we listened to it on the way back from Vegas. I'm like, oh, I get it. Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. Um, that's a good pot. That's a good long, long drive pot. I feel like. Yeah, I think we we like knocked out two of them. Wow. But the only reason I listened to it because because I uh, I enjoy Hater. I like Bill Hader. Yeah, me too. I think. Listen, I think he's a great director. I mean, uh, no, I, I, I mean, the ep- I mean, I, I, like, I, like, it really, 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 really good. I just again, I think again, I feel like first of all, I feel bad. A little, not bad. I mean, I don't feel bad. I mean, I mean, it's sort of like it's a fucking hell of a it's a hell of a show to come after. Like thirty, like be the the follow up to Succession. Also, to be like it's your last season, so you're. I mean, I feel like it's been completely overwhelmed by all the Succession shit. Right, right, right. And uh, I again, I don't. I, and again, I also think it's just like the second half, the the vibe that I get. The while still the pro, the quality of the production. There's some fucking shots that that Hater does that he shoot like the beautiful, like very mm. very. Beautiful to look at show But there also is a feeling that like Somewhere In the middle of season four Like they just ran out of gas The writing just ran out of gas They just sort of started to get a little bit like uh, How do we wrap this up Well the the charm of that show Was that he is this He's this assassin trying to become an actor And the show is always more fun When nobody knows that when the characters, it's like break. It's like the first two seasons of Breaking Bad. Totally. When nobody knows that well, what Walter's doing, there's like it's exhilarating. Yes. Then when everybody finds out, it becomes like it's still good because you want to see the drama of the fallout of that. But it's like, man, but it's so great when it's like it's so fucking like it's so tense. It's like, oh no, is he gonna? They're gonna <laughs> yeah. find out shit. No, it's totally. like it's more fun. And there was a charm to it that I just feel like isn't there anymore. It's it's still good because haters great, but. I, it's 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 again. It's like what 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 season of Breaking Bad would you rather watch the first one or the last one? I'd rather watch the first one. Totally. When, when it's still a mystery, well, nobody knows. Right. Listen again. It's best always going to yeah. be more fun. Yeah, for sure. Because you're you know it's you're, you're it's the build, man. It's all about it's like the build and you know it's like, you know, payoffs are fun, but it's harder to do. I think it's harder to pay off in TV than it is in movies, right? Because it's just like you've lived with these people for a while, right? And then you're like, oh my god, yeah. So. There's also maybe a sadness that it's over. You're just like, ah, oh, but it, that just means it's also ending. I know. Uh, I know. Well, I mean, a little bit, but it's also like, good. I mean, I mean, I should take that as a signal that it's like, okay, go buy, go read a book or go for a hike. Right, right, you right. You know, get off your, <laughs> like, you know. But uh, like, not me, though. I'm like, no, fuck that. I'm going to start Succession over from the beginning until whatever the next show is that HBO drops. I should, uh, I should rewatch Succession. Um, but I rewatch, I saw, I was, I saw Moonstruck at the New Beverly last week. Oh. If, you, if it's been a while since you watched Moonstruck, watch Moonstruck. What a fucking charming romantic movie that is! All right, I will rewatch what, it's, that. It's fantastic. I will rewatch that. <laughs> I think it, it, Cher is just gorgeous, and Nicolas Cage is honestly Nicolas Cage is gorgeous too. Yeah, in that movie. I remember he's great in it. He's <laughs> Look at this it. screenwriting. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! Wow! Can you imagine writing a script on that computer? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Shout out to this guy for writing a script in the office. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> but think about the days where you could just write a script and head down to the stage. Yeah, those are over. Yeah, no. Or are they? Are they over? Oh, they're over right now. It's but. certainly over right now. But now it really feels like are you ever going back. Oh, so that's him right there on the left. Yeah, yep, there is. Oh yeah, hey, he's a good-looking dude. Perfect for succession. Perfect. Um, all right, campers. All right, that's everybody. all she wrote. <laughs> now, are we going to go to the picket line or no? 
Uh, I mean, I got to go pick up my moped. Yeah, I think we we'll, let's we'll reconvene. <laughs> Friday's a good no. Friday, what we should do is we, we, we should head out on Friday afternoon, and then when we're done, we can go to the three of clubs, fifty percent off. Wait, what am I doing Friday? Uh, I'm doing something on Friday, but I'll go. Maybe we'll figure. The, we'll figure it. We'll out. figure it out. We'll I, need, it I out. need to get back to the picket line. I can't just be honking my horn and. I know. Act I know. Like you, got, you, you gotta. You gotta get more involved. <laughs> gotta get your steps in. All right, guys. All right, campers. Have be a good, good week. Campers. Have a good weekend. Stay safe out there, and I'll talk to you next week. <laughs> <laughs>